welcome to Famicast 74, your Famicast for late February 2016. I'm your host, Danny Bivens, and today I'm joined by James Charlton. Omae dare daro. You know who I am. <laughs> and I'm also joined by Ty Shugert. Come with me, friend, to Yoga Shangri-La. <laughs> Sounds like a, a good trip somewhere. <laughs> Yoga Shangri-La, isn't that one of uh, Dalsim's moves? Yeah, so that was Street Fighter 4. He doesn't have it in Street Fighter 5. He's way different now. Spoiler alert. Yeah. So yeah, I'm pretty sure that you know, since Ty has been allegedly playing uh, Street Fighter 5, <laughs> we might hear a little bit about that. Ty might know a thing or two about fighting games. I- I'm not sure. No, but, I've um, never played a game nah. in my life. <laughs> he's, he's new to gaming. It's it's true. So uh, yeah, got another uh, action-packed show for you here today. So we'll go ahead and kick things off with some new business. Hi. How about you go ahead and kick us off, man? Okay. Uh, well, this week uh, I went through the arduous adventure of buying a computer in Japan, which is insane. <laughs> don't don't do it. <laughs> right. Right. Did, so did you go I, to I Akihabara and buy all the parts individually. Uh, actually, I I went to Amazon.jp and bought all the parts individually, and wow. I constructed this computer from nothing. Amazing. Seated the processor. It was scary. Is it sentient now? Yeah, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. It uh it built to recommended specs for Street Fighter V which came <laughs> out. And I can put put off buying a PS4 for much longer by spending more money on a PC. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think I made that joke last episode. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, I can play uh, Doom 4 on this when it comes out in a uh, month or two. Isn't it coming out on Xbox anyway? Or Yeah, but come on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. No, nobody plays games on Xbox. Xbox doesn't have a fucking mouse. <laughs> right? Like, do. Doom 4, it looks fast, and, you know, I gotta have a mouse. So, you say, you're saying that my Windows 95 Explorer mouse doesn't work on an X-Bone? Now that you mention it, I wonder if it does support <laughs> a mouse. Better do. Anyway. You could plug that into a PS2 and uh, play Silent Scope with it. Pro <laughs> <laughs> tips from Ty. <laughs> yeah. Little known fact, uh, Silent Scope, on PS2 supports generic USB mice. That's Mises. So, that's, <laughs> that's pretty awesome. fun. It's not even like documented. It just does. Oh wow! Yeah. Have you been playing that recently or something? Or no, it's just, no, it's just been in your head for. Yeah, it's just a a funny thing I like to bring up when people talk about using a mouse on a console. I respect that. I really it's, do. It's no Mario Paint, but. You know, it's way better than a dual shock. <laughs> sure. Sure. One of my favorite like 
kind of ironic accessory compatibilities is the fact that like all Microsoft keyboards work with the Wii, like the original Wii, but it didn't work with the Xbox 360. <laughs> I thought that was, that was hilarious because we we pretty much was like any USB keyboard worked right, but yeah. 360 for some reason they were dead against any mice or keyboards working with it, right? Yeah. It's not a PC. Seriously, it's not a PC. Keyboards do, do not work. It's not a PC. Yeah. It's totally it's a, a PC. Uh, yeah, I, I'm sure I have plenty of stories of making things work or not work on various platforms. Whatever, let's put that aside for now. Uh, <laughs> That's the fastest sidetrack ever, I think. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, before we talk about Street Fighter V, uh, I've also been super distracted by playing... Uh, XCOM. Not the cool new one everybody's played, but the one from like four years ago. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's, that's queued up in my list too. I'm, uh... Who who the hell is that? Yeah. <laughs> Don't bring attention to him. Okay, I, I'm going to have to change my um, lower third caption now. <laughs> my lower third caption doesn't work. <laughs> Can I still be the Irish guy then? Yes. <laughs> that's fine. We know. have the... I'm pretty sure there's some sort of taboo against British people saying they're the Irish guy now. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we'll that, that. that answers that. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, let me tell you guys about XCOM. Maybe I talked about this game before, like, literally years ago in my first couple of shows, because that's, like, the last time I played it. Mm-hmm. Maybe. So, anyway... Uh, the last couple of achievements I have in that game are kind of infamous. Okay, as you may have heard, this game has an Iron Man mode where it you can't reload your saves. You can you only have like one continuous save, and every move you make is for keepsies. Mm-hmm. And if you're not familiar, it's like a turn-based strategy game and resource management game. And uh, are you playing this on? Um... What, your, your iPhone, I guess? It does exist on iPhone, I think, but no, I would never own an iPhone. <laughs> I, like to, I like to wind tie up with uh, Apple products. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's, it's a good strategy. No, this is on 360. Uh, okay. I, heard, I heard it was on Humble Bundle. It, you may have had it in one of your Humble Bundle purchases. That's when Not I got really. it. Yeah. <laughs> So, so, so Ty, you're playing this as like a warm up for the new one, like the one that's just come out. Yeah, yeah, I might. Okay. I wouldn't really call it a warm up when uh, it's like, uh, you know, torturous, <laughs> hardcore difficulty. But yeah, <laughs> I'll let you know how it goes. Like, uh, so I'm playing through on classic difficulty, which is, which actually means fucking hard, mm-hmm. and on Iron Man mode, which means you can't save scum your way through the game. Hmm. And I feel like. That you make all of us into troopers for your game and tell us which one survives to the end. Yeah, that's the thing everybody does on Facebook, right? <laughs> I've done it, that. Is it? I'm does it import make... your contacts or something? No, that would be that'd be a good feature. Yeah, you can name your guys. You can you can micromanage the heck out of them. You can change their features and hair color and stuff. Hmm. I don't, but it's a thing you can do. This is, this is a minor sidetrack, but there was this iOS game. That I downloaded. It was like a doctor's, like a operation game, and it, yeah. it like and like I said, it imported all your contacts, and I, I had cool. to stop playing it because it was too traumatizing. Because it was like, it was literally like your mother died, 
Oh, wow. <laughs> but, but it had, it had an actual name in it, and he would get, like, pop-up notifications, you know, like, your mother is on the operating table, and then five minutes later, your mother died, or it's like, Jesus Christ, I can't play this game. <laughs> <laughs> too real, too real. Right. So, uh, I think I'm making good progress. I'm, like, 80% through the game. I actually did wipe out a squad, so that was not good. Like, uh... Your your guys level up a lot. They get new abilities, and you can get like really invested in a group where uh, you can't just drop a bunch of scrubs in a mission because they'll get bulldozed probably. <laughs> so you kind of want to spread your promotions around. It's it's kind of like, kind of like Pokemon, you know. Yeah. You, you could like you know just wrecking ball through the whole game with one, but like you get, you might get in trouble later. Actually, well, maybe, maybe maybe not in Pokemon, but you will in XCOM. Actually, Ty, the words that the the phrases you're using there actually reminded me of Fire Emblem. You know, a game that's like just come out this week in the West. Like, right. um, you know, they've got that hardcore mode where you know you can't, you know, if people die, they die permanently, kind of thing. Yeah, um, like uh, kind of reminded me of that. It pro- yeah, it probably plays very similarly, even though I've never played a Fire Emblem ever. Yeah, me neither. Um, <laughs> I don't think anyone on this podcast does. Do, do they? No, I haven't. I have Awakening. But <laughs> Here it comes. The, the English version, for crying out loud, too. I only played it for like an hour. <laughs> so. Okay. He bivens it. <laughs> <laughs> it's bound to happen, man. It's bound to happen. Yeah, I mean, I got games to play. I just... I just bought like this complete collection of Dragon Ball games that were on sale on Xbox Live. Maybe I'll get around to playing those sometime. Oh boy. Yeah. Uh, so that's XCOM. I'll let you know how it goes. Probably through tears over Twitter. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. From from what I'm hearing from other podcasts and people who are playing the sequel, that I don't think it's as good as the first one, the one that you're playing. So. Oh well. Hold on there. The the one I'm playing is actually a remake of an MS DOS game. Which was badass, by the way. Yeah, it's still good. Yeah. You could probably get it on GOG or I know it's on Steam too. It literally runs through DOSBox. Hmm. Will it yeah, it, it, it's I a good it game that people still play. The original like XCOM from like nineteen ninety five or whatever year. Right. Yeah. And uh, basically, the 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 new old one, uh, the one I'm playing, it, it's like the same fundamentals. It, they just got rid of a lot of the micromanagement and a couple of gameplay mechanics, but like fundamentally, it's the same. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, so let's talk about Street Fighter Five now that Cyrus is here. Does it still say "Here comes a new challenger"? Have they changed that? Um, I forget exactly what it says. Man, I've heard it like a million times. What does it say? Oh, come on. God. It's like, another fight is coming your way. <laughs> Something like that. That's so familiar. Rolls off the tongue? <laughs> yeah. Please understand. Well, nothing will ever top Guilty Gears. Here comes Daredevil. <laughs> Heaven or Hell. Rebel 1. It's like, stop saying nonsense words. You can't... <laughs> <laughs> Yo, like find find a a screenshot of like the the Unib uh, match starts and like read like all the gibberish on the screen. It's like a solid of reading 
of bullshit words that don't fit together. So it's like watching like a Nico Nico video or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah it's pretty like much is, except English. all of them think they can speak English. It's not Japanese characters. Perfect. Actually, people should send us their favorites on Twitter or make their own up, which would be even funnier. Yes, please do. <laughs> Tell us what do you think should be the next uh, the next Famicast fighting game round intros. <laughs> Salmon dressing. Let's eat. Wow. <laughs> There you go, that's mine. That's my contribution. Tuna with bacon is a, a, a very important part of Street Fighter 3's legacy. <laughs> the gorilla fate is yearning. Okay, so... Street Fighter 5, it has 16 characters. You can play it online. It has features. <laughs> I think I... I like the way you're dancing around this the subject here. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah, everyone has heard at this point that Street Fighter V is woefully unfinished. But yep. It's... Okay, Bat Batman Arkham Knight on PC, or what? So this is this is this is a really tricky subject. I think with Street Fighter V, it's like, like the the actual part where you're playing works. I like, compare it more to Splatoon than Arkham Knight. Oh, okay, okay. okay. Like, so it's Splatoon launched, it was shit all in the game. There was nothing in it. But the game itself was really, really good. So that's kind of what Street Fighter has going for it. The game um, is really good. Cool. They are going to patch stuff in for free, right? Yes, yeah. as time okay. goes on. Yeah, that's what the, the bullet point features is you won't have to pay for anything. Anything, I can see you grind all day, every day. <laughs> uh, it does have a really nice roster to start. 16 characters, right? And all of them are really different, which is cool. Yeah. Like, they're even different from, like, the old versions of whatever the character was. What's the ratio of new to old? Uh, how many old. are new? I shouldn't say old, right? It's new to existing characters. Let's see. There's, like, uh... There's, like... Like yeah, like that's what it was in Street Fighter 4 when it came out. But uh, a lot of the characters they brought back are like pretty obscure. Like, you know, Street Fighter Alpha 3 shit lords. Yeah, like, like Armika has only been in one game thus far. Yeah. She was terrible in it, like unplayably bad in that game. <laughs> yeah. She was unplayably broken and unbalanced, but hey, let's bring Armika back, why not? She, she has those creepy internet fans <laughs> that, that make she, petitions she when they take the horrifying butt slap animations out of the game. What else? Karen, Karine. Karine she, she she has her she has her fans too. Girl characters. Birdie. <laughs> Birdie. This big fat fuck with some <laughs> British accent that I can't place, but I'm. Boy, James would be happy too. Like, what's great about Birdie is like that in this game he's this really big fat British guy. Like he's a punk and he's really fat and he's always eating. His mechanic is that he eats stuff. And uh, but in the, previous, right. in the previous game he was this really buff guy with tiny legs. Like he was just a a really giant muscle man. And then in the game before that he was white. So <laughs> every game they're like. They retconned him from being a white guy to a black guy, and then they retconned him from being a 
black guy into a super fat black guy. So, uh, <laughs> he's had a good run. Boy. <laughs> So, so it's all canon. They're all canon, those versions. Oh, of course. Yeah. It's a fighting game. Canon is very important. That's why Akuma is now... Right? They, expla- they explained seven. it away in... After the first change, he said, Oh, I was sick before. <laughs> it's like one of his random wind quotes or something. <laughs> wow. maybe, maybe they're basing him on uh, Michael Jackson's life. <laughs> in reverse. Yeah. <laughs> Although Michael Jackson wasn't British by the time he died, so I don't know. Right. Might have been. Not entirely. So uh, I haven't settled on a character that I like yet. Um, I I kind of like uh, Vega or Claw, as the tournament guys say. The Claw. Yeah, because you know the name changes in the different regions, and people they just call him Claw. Yeah. Okay. And they still rotate the character names. So. Yep. Uh, <laughs> he's good. But he controls different. Like, I was playing some games with uh, one of my other pals, and also Cyrus. And, you know, they, they changed... Okay, so you know in the old games, Vega, you have to, like, charge moves, like, down for two seconds or back for two seconds. Mm-hmm. And then you hit forward and the button. Right. And now, they changed that also. It's like quarter circles and shoryuken motions, so you don't have to charge. But, you know, every now and then I try to charge a move anyway out of habit. And just hey, guess what I just did? As okay, I as as a as a fighting game, as a fighting game scrub like myself, like <laughs> I never understood how you know like down like a down up charge like down for two seconds and up moves. How would they ever be possible to be done in a in a kind of a tournament setting? Because it's such a you know you you're just leaving yourself open so much. It's like. You just well, have to like you, pretend you to hold, crouch. <laughs> you you hold down back, mm. and so you're you can guard while you charge, and then does, you know. does that work even in the like the like Street Fighter Two? Yeah, yeah. So that's that's kind of their playstyle design that you're always blocking mm-hmm. until like you unleash these attacks. So you kind of right. bide your time. Yeah. So like if you're playing Street Fighter Two or whatever with Gal, you hold down and back. And you, you can block most anything that way, and you'll have the option of doing either a sonic boom or a flash kick, if you so desire. Yeah, with like Guile's like sonic boom, that was pretty much easy because you just like you know you're blocking and then you know you you, you go forward and do it. But like Chun Li's or um, yeah, like Guile's what is it what is it called sonic kick or whatever. Yeah, I, I could never do those well back in the day. Well, there you go. Yeah. I was never a fan of charged characters either. They're a very divisive character mechanic. Yeah. So. I I uh, always when I was young I played charged characters in Street Fighter 2 and also Killer Instinct the the first one when it came out. They they seem to fit me better. Right. Orchid's Orchid's a good one. <laughs> oh, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. uh yeah, so me, me and Ty, we were at a, a Street Fighter tournament, mini like launch tournament where everyone was terrible at the game. Yeah. And, uh, I like, I, I, I was in the first game of the tournament and was defeated two 0 straight away. And if, if you're unfamiliar with Japanese tournament styles, you get one game, and if you lose, you're out of the tournament. Yeah, single elimination, single elimination. baby. Wow. So, uh, Did you lose to one of the guys that was in grand finals? Did I? Yeah, no, 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 I didn't. Um, 
because I, I did. Yeah, I lost to a guy. I was being coached by someone in the grand finals. But... Oh. Well, why didn't you listen? Yeah. <laughs> why didn't you listen? <laughs> Just I'm win, God. Because I played Armika. I love Armika. I think she's a cool character, but I'm garbage with her. And then <laughs> after the tournament, I was kind of playing casual games, and I switched characters, and I trounced the guy that beat me in the tournament. And I'm like, oh my god, why didn't I pick this character instead of like fucking Armika? What which country does uh, Armika represent? Uh, Japan, of course. She's the blonde wrestler from Japan. Right. <laughs> <laughs> She's supposed to be like the like you know that Japanese women's wrestling culture that's all up. Oh, okay. Like really crazy, flimsy costumes, like even more like nonsense than the American WWE. Yeah, just think Rumble Roses, and you have Armika. <laughs> is is that the butt slapping one? Yes. Is it so? It's censored. 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 Don't <laughs> even start. Gigantic quotation marks. Is it really censorship if it's taken out before the game even comes out? <laughs> yes. <laughs> You're on the internet. Of course it is. Hmm. I want more ash in my fighting game, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it's a shame though, because I actually thought her butt slap was great. It was such because, like, she's such an insanely over-the-top character, like. Her chest is ridiculous. Her mechanic is entirely about her butt. All her attacks are butt-based. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, so, like, if yeah. you're going to have a character like this in it, own it, man. Make her super... Have the camera zoom in on her ass while she slaps it. It's the only <laughs> butt with giggle physics in the game. Like, <laughs> you got to own this stuff. But you're telling so, me Ken's ass doesn't have jiggle physics. I'm uh, out, man. I'm not buying it. <laughs> where you put Ken's model on Karine's physics and then it goes oh. you don't want to do that. Okay, but, uh, I, might, I might be into that. Wouldn't, wouldn't he just look fat then if his, if his muscles here are like wobbling? Wouldn't that just look like he's just out of shape? There's some interesting muscle phenomena when you put like Laura, the really skinny breakdancer on top of Birdie, the giant fat guy with the huge mouth. Oh yeah, that's the scrub coat's icon right now. He turned into this weird... <laughs> yeah, uh, if you want to be horrified, just like Google up some Street Fighter model swaps. Look that shit up on YouTube. So the interesting thing, like in relation to Japan, is the fact that there is not an arcade version of this. Is it's that true? Very interesting. Yes, there, there's a lot of disappointment and gnashing of teeth about that. So are they doing that because it's? They don't feel it's finished enough because they released it on the freaking consoles unfinished. So uh, <laughs> I, I think Sony basically controls their budget. Since oh right, they paid for it. Yeah, from what I gathered, this game would not have been made without Sony paying for most of the game. So it's a Bayonetta yeah. two type situation. Yeah. That's why it's exclusively on PC and PlayStation. It's not on but, the Xbox. It's not like the arcade is going to be stealing, you know, thousands and millions of yens from the <laughs> console, right? right? Yeah, People yeah, are going to have both. They're going to have both, aren't they? From what I've, from looking at the game, I think they're trying to turn this into a League of Legends of fighting games. Like they're really pushing it as an esports, always online league game. Right. Okay. But so, that doesn't doesn't actually work at the moment. Well, it works for League of Legends, the insane player base they have all the time. No, 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 no. I mean Street Fighter V, I mean. 
Oh, <laughs> basic that. video game functionality. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so this, this is what I mentioned about Splatoon. Is like, so Splatoon launched, it was very limited. You couldn't play against friends. There was kind of a limited weapon pool. It was, it was small pickings. But the game itself was fine. Like, you had a single player. You could play rank matches. It had some maps. It had some guns. And then to keep you over every week, it was like, was it every week? Every two weeks? They were giving you new guns to unlock. Right. And, like that. and as you ranked up, you unlocked new guns. You were constantly fed this stream of stuff. Like, even if you never used the guns, you were getting new stuff all the time. Right. Actually, you know, I actually do have to eat a bit of crow there because um, actually friend matches were in uh, day one, but the, the private matches weren't. Oh, yeah, yeah, um, But I've actually have... <laughs> I think I've played the private match, like, twice. Like, because <laughs> you, need, you need at least, you know, three other people, right? Mm-hmm. And it's, it's very hard to kind of wrangle that amount of people, you know, time zone differences or whatever. I mean, I've had, like, me and one other guy take on two random people. That's probably like the easiest thing to do, but like I've never had like f- like four people that I know against you know four others like strangers. It's right. uh it's kind of hard to set up. Right. And yeah. Did you, get, did you ask your parents? Um. Yeah, they weren't around, so they couldn't, <laughs> <laughs> they couldn't help me. But yeah, it's kind of funny. And the ranked matches they they came in the rank. Rank matches came in later as well, right? Because when a certain amount of people reach level 20, then they kind of oh, unlock yeah. that. Level, level yeah. 10. This was the thing. It was, was like, a 10, was it? Okay. There was always stuff coming. Yeah. yeah. And as you played online, you were getting stuff. You were ranking up. You got the ability to use new clothes. You got new guns. Right. Even if that stuff was already in the game, you were constantly getting it from playing online. Right. But Street Fighter doesn't have that. All it has is, please wait till March. Then you can unlock some. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. So the, but the currency is going to carry forward, right? Yeah, but at the moment, because you can't use it for anything, you're just accumulating it. So it's... Oh, it doesn't have like, a shop? <laughs> the shop is there on the menu, yeah. but it says, come back in March. Be a shop <laughs> <then>. <laughs> That's brilliant. So this is what, like... When this stuff rolls out, it'll be perfect. It'll probably be one of the greatest Street Fighters ever made. It's going to be feature complete and uh, amazing. But, but at right the moment, now, at the moment, it's the please understand version. Yes, it is severely <coughs> malnutritioned, malnourished. I'm an English teacher. But, uh, Interesting. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> no punishments and ranks for rage quits. Yes, this is great. So. Whoops. Don't you ever just, do this if you make a video game. Yeah, so you can oh. just quit any of your matches. Like, if you're losing a match, just quit. There's no repercussions for you. You Was lose it no points. Cyrus or Ty or Scrub Quotes, one of you three um, <laughs> quoted, like, somebody said, like, and he's, somebody's writing down the names of everyone who rage quit and he's going to do something to them. Yeah, so <laughs> Javeli is this guy. Yeah, Javeli. He's, he's, a, he's uh, a big name in the fighting game community. And he's also playable in Dive Kick. Yes. <laughs> Great so, game. I, I played that the other weekend. Fun. Oh, yeah. And he <laughs> runs this tournament called CEO in America every year. And uh, that's coming up soon. And so he's the main, like, one of the main TOs for that tournament organizers. So he's... He is the... the- Organizer. He is, he is the guy. He, he Whenever he wins a round, his head gets bigger. 
so he's, uh, he's playing yeah. online ranked, and every time he gets a rage quit, he's writing down the names of everyone who rage quits on him, and he's comparing it to the list of people who have signed up for CEO. And if the names match, <laughs> he's, giving, he's, he's, he's disqualifying them from their first game. Uh... So they get a little lose if, uh, if they're rage quitting <laughs> online. Cool. It, it may be in jest, but then again, it may not. Yeah, he, he, I'm, I'm totally up for him. He already has two announced on Twitter. Like, you two are getting auto-disqualifications for your first games. Have either of you two rage quit? Nope. Alas, no. I, okay. don't, have, I don't have... I haven't that. even played any ranked matches. I've just been playing the unranked ones until, you know, they fix that, probably. Or I settle on a character, then I'll probably hop in. So I've been just hopping all over the different characters, like trying to get a feel for them, see who I like. Yeah, I like some of the new designs. Like uh, Dalsim looks pretty cool. Yeah, he's cool and fun in in this game. I like him a lot. Okay. So have either of you, have either of you guys spent ridiculous amounts of money on new fight sticks? Uh, no. I bought a PC so I could use any fight stick I want. <laughs> Give a, give a ballpark figure. How much do you think this stick cost me? Is that it? I, actually, hold on. I can't see that. Let me... Oh, shit. Okay. This is, is my, uh... my Faux Hammer Skullgirls arcade stick. Jesus Christ. It's, it's, like like it's, like it's like a Wii balance board size. <laughs> yep, it's pretty big. And uh, So I got this in like the, the Skullgirls <laughs> Indiegogo crowdfunding campaign. Yeah. Where and uh, it was like that tier was seven and a half thousand dollars. No, this no, this was five thousand dollars. And it was knocked down to four thousand. So Christ on a cross, man, <laughs> Jesus! Are you you, saying, a, you actually paid that, or I paid that, and uh, but there was a bunch of other stuff too. <laughs> that was that tier. Yeah, wow. uh, he Cyrus appears rather plainly in the the background of the game. Like he's clearly identifiable. I was going to say, Cyrus, like, 15 years ago, I spent that much cash on a used car. <laughs> yeah, where did that get you, Danny? Where's that car now? <laughs> You're getting a good point. Where's yeah. that car now, Danny? Cyrus has still got his fight stick. You yeah, had a good right point. Here, two years later. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Pretty good. Well, well, just wait until my starring role in uh, Barkley Gaiden 2. Looking forward to it. So, uh, do you guys got any closing thoughts on uh, Street Fighter V as it is right now? If you um, want to play single player, don't buy it yet. Flat out, don't buy it. If you want to play single player, you're subhuman garbage. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I like the direction it's going. They just need to, you know, fix the rage quitting, and we're good, I guess. Okay. I've just imagined a hell for Ty. I think that's playing subspace emissary on Smash Brothers Brawl for the rest of his life in eternity. Uh, yeah. Not turn sideways. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's ties. That's ties hell. I think like with, with people like poking pitchforks in his feet while he does it, something like that. <laughs> yeah. Actually, one uh, one other closing thought I'll give, and because I've said a lot of bad stuff about the game, I think the game is good. Yeah. One thing as well that I think Capcom are being really surprisingly fair about is you earn in-game money, like Splatoon, you earn your credits, you can buy stuff with it eventually. 
and you can use that those free credits to buy new characters as they release. So all the DLC characters you can buy with in-game currency, and like the prices are super fair for those characters. Like even playing the very limited single-player stuff that's in the game, I've earned like almost four hundred thousand credits. Yeah, didn't they say the? Yeah, isn't that more than enough to buy the next character? Each character is one hundred thousand credits. So really? I can buy the next four characters for free, not even having finished everything that's single player right now in the game. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. I think Capcom are trying to undo their, you know, the mistakes that they made in the past. You know, like paying for DLC on the disc, things like that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Are you that playing? Are you are you guys playing the English or American or whatever versions? Uh, yes. Yeah, UK. It's got full language support for all regions, though. You can swap it into Japanese voice and stuff. Right. Yeah, uh, I, I wanted to pay for it with my PayPal money through Steam, since I had a bunch of money sitting on my account. So, uh... It, <laughs> Selling like all those body pillows on eBay. Yeah, <laughs> right? So, there was like a checkbox somewhere that said... I verify that I live in the United States, and then after that, I got an error. So I got on my proxy and redid it, and it worked. And uh, I definitely bought the American version, but it let me register uh, my Capcom ID thing as uh, Japan region, so that was good. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> Cyrus, I believe you're uh, Ivory Coast. Yeah, one, one last Street <laughs> Fighter story before Danny strangles all of us. No, <laughs> go ahead. No, this is good. So, so I, I'm Irish. You may, you may have known this. Same as James over there, brothers in arms. <laughs> and, uh, Not so anymore. The Irish flag is green, white, and orange. Green, is white, it? gold officially. But also, the Ivory <laughs> Coast is orange, white, and green. So, it's what about India? You said yeah, India. Yeah, it's like, whatever, orange, white, green with the blue. Doesn't matter, blue. doesn't matter. But Ivory Coast is the exact same as Ireland just flipped. It's like literally the same ratio of color size. Everything's the same. <laughs> and uh, and when you pick, when you select your your flag, like you pick your country when you when you make a Capcom fighting network profile. And they don't have an Irish one? They do have an Irish one, but the flags are just put in in any random order, apparently. There's just no rhyme or reason to what they're listed in. Mm-hmm. So in their rush, their ecstatic rush to finally play Street Fighter V, half of Ireland signed up as Ivory Coast accounts. <laughs> and, and once you sign up, you can't change it. So, <laughs> Wait, you mean it, it just has it just has the flag but no text telling you what country it is? Yes. So oh man, that's crazy. So uh, so there's like this big thread in the Irish fighting game like Facebook group where they're like. Dude, we all have the wrong flag. What the hell are we supposed to do with this? I'd, I would love it if there were some Americans that were accidentally, like, Malaysian. <laughs> I would have done that. Because <laughs> it's, it's the same, but they just got, like, that kind of picture in the middle, right? That'd be great. So, uh, oh, so man, that's fantastic. The Irish guys had to, like, send an email to Capcom UK and be like, hey, can you, like, fix all of our flags? Because we made a terrible mistake. So they're sorting it out. You have to, like, email this private email at Capcom UK and they'll switch your flag for you. And you just get a response saying, ah, you Ivory Coast people crack me up. 
<laughs> so, so now the Irish guys are like, anytime we see an Ivory Coast flag pop up, there's always be that question, is that guy actually from the Ivory Coast, or is he just a dope like us? Well, it's not even a real country anyway. <laughs> Good. Cool. Awesome. All right. so, uh, we were talking about the games I was playing, so that that'll wrap that up, I guess. <laughs> See me in Street for Five. Cool. Killer Instinct Season Three launches next month. Ah. I'm sure we'll hear about it for sure. Yeah. All right, well, we'll, we'll go ahead and continue on with new business. And uh, I'll go ahead and uh, continue on, if you guys don't mind. Um, <clears throat> <laughs> thank you. Oh. here all night. <laughs> so uh, last time on the unlive episode of the podcast, I talked a little bit I talked a little bit about Detective Pikachu. And uh, since then, I've actually went on to beat the game and uh, actually have a review up on NintendoWorldReport.com right now. 75. Uh, yeah, and that, I gave the game a 7.5. Um, please read the review so you can actually see exactly why and listen to what I'm about to say. Uh, so, you know, I think during the last episode, I kind of gave out, like, the basics of the game. Like, it's, you know, basically like a kind of like a point-and-click adventure type of thing, and uh, you have a talking Pikachu that is walking around with you, but the only... Really, the thing is here is that this Pikachu can only, you know, hear or be heard by you, your character, Tim Goodman. Like, everybody else around is like, what? what is this Pikachu doing? It just sounds like, you know, he's going like, Pika Pika, but it's like a deeper, kind of more masculine voice than the regular uh, Pikachus. But, um... Pika Pika. Basically. There, there's a segment of the game, like, towards the very beginning, where he's trying to talk to some woman, and it's like, Pika Pika. And she's like, what? Get away from me. I, li- I like I like the meme of like <laughs> there's uh that P- detective Pikachu's dropped something on the floor and it and somebody's written a comment like oh I've just dropped my massive condom from my huge dong on the floor or something like that. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> I don't know what the actual item is supposed to be in the game, but that was actually cut. Like. That was actually a cut from the original game. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, you know, and you know, having beat the game, it probably takes something like somewhere between six to eight hours. It's not a very long game, you know, being a downloadable title on a right. 3DS and all. But, um, you know, I, I think it was good. I, I really enjoy, like, the presentation aspects of it. I thought the visuals were very nice. A uh, lot of attention to detail there, too. Um, even though the, the, the levels and stuff, like, the little areas are kind of small, which I touched on last time. I mean, they're full, like, 3D, but, you know, it's still from, like, a fixed perspective. So, um, you know, that can kind of hide and make it easier to make it actually look pretty good. And uh, character models are all pretty well done, especially when they start zooming in and you can see, like, uh, um, like the character models, like, talking and stuff like that. It's all pretty well done, lip-syncing and all that type of stuff. Even, like, little simple, like, details where, like, the character Tim, he has, like, a hoodie on and he's running around. You can see, like, the hood kind of, like, bouncing as he's running. So, I mean, it's kind of like, wow, this is on the 3DS and this is, like, a downloadable title. There's some, like, you know, full retail games that don't, have this kind of detail. Yeah, I, I was really impressed with Pikachu. Like, his mouth moves really organically when he talks. Right. And so I think, in some, maybe some of the earlier parts of the game, I think it's like FMV, 
But like other parts, it's actually like from what I can tell, it's like in-game engine type of stuff that they're using. So it, it looks you know quite nice. And um, but yeah, I mean, what it really comes down to in this game is the story. It's just you know when it comes down to it, it's just not that interesting. It's really simple, and you know, with the game that's meant for kids, I guess it kind of makes sense. You don't want to have the game that's like you know Phoenix Wright. <laughs> I think level. you do. I do, but you know, <laughs> the kids. I don't know. Uh, I, <laughs> I'm not a kid anymore, so I can't. I can neither confirm nor deny this. But um, yeah, so it was kind of disappointing. Kind of a little bit of a shallow story, but in terms of everything else, you know, presentation, gameplay. Uh, all that stuff works out pretty well, and even in terms of gameplay too. Like, I really like what they do with the touchscreen. There's a lot of uh, it, really critical information that you need to access on the touchscreen. Like, for example, if you're trying to solve a case, there's a lot of uh, little menus that you can access via like uh, digital buttons to see like items in the case, characters you've come across, Pokemon you've come across, what they've said, and uh, stuff like that. And you know, there's a Pikachu that's always flashing. Well, not always, but sometimes he'll occasionally flash, and you'll be like, he'll tell you something that might be relevant to the case. Wait, I thought or, this was supposed to be for kids. What do you mean he's flashing people? <laughs> he's Pikachu, as uh, you know, portrayed by oh, Danny DeVito. So. What? What's what? What's the matter with you? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, Danny, what what would you say was the most kind of like, oh come on, you know, that that's bullshit kind of like puzzle thing. So the one thing that really kind of disappointed me is that a lot of the time you have to actually go back. Okay, so I'll, I'll back up a, a few seconds. So let's say if you're at the beginning of like a case and you see like, for example, there's this one portion where I saw like this stick on the ground. And it's just like there's nothing else on the ground around this. There's a stick. And you can go up to it and press A on it, and it just says, oh, it's a stick. Oh, that's weird. You know, and it's like, okay, why can't I not pick this up? Because you're thinking in your head, you know, right. I could probably use this later on at some point. And then there's like other things too, like rocks and a couple of other different things. But you can't pick up these things until later on in the game. And it's oh, okay. kind of like it just kind of like pads gameplay time in a way because later on in the game, I mean, these areas, like I think I said in the last episode, they're not like super huge, but it's just annoying enough. You're like, okay, that sticks all the way over there. I got to walk all the way back over there, get this damn thing, and maybe maybe try to, you know, put this together with this other thing and try to make something or, you know, something like that. It's like, it's just kind of annoying that you have to kind of go back and do this type of stuff. Or sometimes you have to go back and like talk to people like so many different times where, it, I don't know, sometimes I'm not even saying really that interesting of things. It's just kind of lame. And is, is there a limited inventory? Like, you can only carry a certain amount of things? No. It's, uh, from what I can tell, it's... Infinite. You can, pre uh, you can carry up to a lot. You can carry a lot of things. Um, it depends there's, on the there's case. No reason, there's no reason why you couldn't pick up that stick, other than exactly. they just don't want you to. Exactly, because later on you pick up right. the stick and you have it on top of all the other stuff you already have anyway. So, right. yeah, okay. it's, it's kind of silly. Um, that sounds more like a bug, actually. Or I don't know if that's part of the game, but no, I don't. I think it's kind of like what I think maybe side. Maybe you're talking about this last time. I haven't played a lot of like adventure games really, but it's kind of like what like kind of like an adventure game type of a thing where yeah, like I was gonna ask like. I, I don't understand how you play this game. Just listening about it, is it okay? like a point-and-click adventure or what? Good question. So 
Uh, with this game, you're actually, it's on the 3DS, you're actually controlling around this character in like a 3D world via the, slide, the circle pad. So you're controlling him around, and you can interact with things via the A button. And uh, when you press the A button on different things that are, you know, that can be highlighted, let's say, I don't know, some like a bookshelf or something, it'll give you information about it. Or the but it's, a fi- it's a fixed camera, right? So it's kind of like right. uh, Resident Evil almost. Kind of, but it's not like dramatic <laughs> or anything, really. Right. So does that make sense, Ty? Yeah. So it's right. Like it's a, a, like a cool point and click, except you walk around instead of moving yeah. the mouse. Basically, right. it's kind of like the you know Telltale Games type of stuff, except for the camera view never changes. Mm, okay. <laughs> I, I keep thinking of like the first couple of Hamtaro games that I was made to review. <laughs> <laughs> Never played those. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> really? <laughs> Good question. Okay, I think I get it. So. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's not a bad game presentation-wise. It's it's pretty phenomenal, actually. Voice acting is really fun, and, uh, you know, the, the things that Pikachu is just saying every once in a while is just hilarious. So I think that stuff's great. It's just kind of the story stuff and some of the little minor annoyances with backtracking. This is kind of annoying. So Is the uh, ending satisfactory? <laughs> I, I, won't say any, I won't say anything about the ending because... I just won't say. I guarantee, maybe, <laughs> this game will probably come out in the West. So, uh, you know, you guys out there right now in America, Europe, Australia, wherever you are um, outside of Japan, I, I think this is something that's going to come to your guys' territory. Because I think I, they've sunk way too much money into this to let it just live and die in Japan. Danny, I didn't mean... I didn't mean sorry. I, I didn't mean tell me the ending. I just meant, is the ending satisfactory? Are you happy with the ending? That's what I meant. Yeah. It's okay. <laughs> it's all right. It's okay. Okay. Brilliant. Yeah. Has a Pokemon game ever not been released? Aside from, like, Pokemon Green. Mm. Has, has one ever not been released in the West? Even that Nobu, Nobunaga one got released, right? Like yeah, Pokemon it did. Conquest? It did. That's a good question. I, yeah, most all of them have, right? So I, I think the chances are, even if, even if uh, an overwhelming majority of them have... You know, most of the ones that most people know about have been released in the West, so chances are pretty good you guys are going to get this stuff over there. So, What about Pokemon the movie, the game? The fighting coming game? Soon. Coming yeah. soon. Coming soon. near you. Pokemon fighting game? Never going to happen. <laughs> Never. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, you know, one other thing I wanted to touch on with my new business, um, just here really briefly... As a, I haven't talked about this for a few months, but you know, I'm I'm an avid player of uh, Star Wars Battlefront on uh, PlayStation 4, and um, here just a couple of days ago, they had a, a minor slash maybe major <laughs> update where they fixed a lot of like bugs in the game, and uh, they added like a couple of new maps and stuff, and uh, so I've been kind of you know I've I've been playing that since the game launched. I usually play almost every day for a couple of matches, maybe half hour, to, you know, hour every day or something. Is, and, uh, is that you know, the episode seven map? No, no. Well, that's one thing. And okay. so with that map, they actually made it so it's not like DLC. They actually added it into like a regular install of the game, which I remember at one point when I was playing, I did not have it installed. So every time I was trying to get online, it would take forever because the majority of the people had the thing installed. Mm-hmm. So you know, I just had, I was very limited to how many people I could actually play with. So it took a really long time to connect. But um, actually, you mentioned so it got a bunch of maps. So I've seen this around before. It well, has like uh, 
on map. <laughs> when, like, so each of those, like, there's Jakku, there's Hoth, there's uh, Endor, and Tatooine, I think those are the four. Solist. Solist. <laughs> so those uh, those five are there like different variations of each of them, or is yeah. it just those five maps, or what? So there are different gameplay modes and stuff like that that you can do. Um, like there's what I the one that I play the most of, and almost exclusively, it's called Walker Assault, where you're trying to uh, stop you know the big walkers from coming through. But there's other ones too. There's like I mean completely different. There's something called Fighter Squadron where you're just you're the ships, but you're on like these different, you know, planets, uh, fighting, you know, uh, you know, rebels versus the empire and stuff like that. And just exclusively in ships. But there's also other things too, like a hero, something or other where you're only, you're like maybe one guy's a hero, one of the hero characters like Luke or, you know, Han, Vader, you know, emperor, whatever. And you're like facing other people, um, like normal type of people that are trying to bring you down or something like that. Um, there's also something called Droid Want Droid Run, where you're trying to, I think you cap. It's kind of like capture the flag, but it's like a moving capture the flag. <laughs> so I mean, there's I think there's quite a bit of variety with the gameplay, but <laughs> do you have to just chase C3PO as he <laughs> it's like runs a, through the desert? What is that? If you're familiar with Star Wars, it's like a gunk droid from uh, A New Hope, the little okay. boxy droid that they made a really rad action figure of back in the you know 70s. Um, <laughs> Yeah. Yes. It's just like uh, a rubbish bin turned upside down, isn't it? Basically. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, I mean, you know, I'm still having a lot of fun with the game. I, I, I did play a new map today, the Hoth on Twilight, which is, it's like, a, it's a completely new map. I thought they were just going to take the original Hoth map that they had in the game, which is pretty, like, wide open, and it's more or less kind of what, you know, you look at Empire Strikes Back, there's, like, all these trenches and stuff set up, and there's walkers, like, going towards, like, the rebel base, and a lot of, like, guns and turrets and stuff set up all over the place. But they, they completely, like, had a different stage, and it's nighttime, and it's snowing. So that makes it really difficult to see the enemies. <laughs> you know. actually, like, change the terrain? It's actually, like, a new map? Yes, it's... It's a new okay, map. They're so like that's the, that's the kind of thing I was wondering. Was it like were there variations of the actual geometry for each location? Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. I mean, you know, you go from like Hoth to Tatooine. I mean, there's like for example in Hoth, there's like a lot more really wide open space, and like they have to have these trenches. But even in, with that, there are like rubble. There's like a rubble base inside of like the mountain, essentially, and you can like go inside of that. But then you go to like Tatooine. There's just like a lot of just regular mountains, and there's just a lot of, like, little canyons and stuff like that. But there's still, like, most of the stages have some kind of, like, caves or something like that. Um, you know, indoor, it's just a forest, and it looks, it's extremely lush, and it looks fantastic. But you could even get up in, like, the Ewok, like, uh, walkways, and you could even see Ewoks walking around. And I think, a, apparently, the Ewoks, there's some Ewoks that are flying by in the hang gliders. They can hit stormtroopers, I think. Can you kill the Ewoks? You just shoot them and they like run away. Uh, Same with Jawas too. They you shoot them and they'll it, it doesn't affect them. That's important. Assume they run away and die off camera from their wounds. <laughs> yeah, in their house. <laughs> Good. So, so Danny, to to bring this uh, even slightly towards Japan. Um, yes. yes. <laughs> do you see many Japanese players? Or is it even possible to know where people are from? Or 
Well, you look at someone's name and it's like, you know, Suzuki <laughs> or, you know, Yusuke. I mean, I'm Zero pretty one, sure these one people are. Yeah. yeah. Trailing so. numbers is a staple of the Japanese username. Exactly. So you see a lot of like. I was going to say, isn't that more likely to be like a weeaboo than an actual <laughs> Japanese person? That calls itself Daisuke857. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Could happen, right? It might. In, in my experience, Japanese people's usernames are nothing like their actual names. That, that, that's a good point. I might be playing with a bunch of fakers. Yeah. How dare they? <laughs> yeah, I yeah. am shocked at Famicomplicated that people would use weird nicknames. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Exactly. Hey, I use, I use my real name on Twitter. That's just my handle. Yes. And, uh, and on Splatoon, I'm James, so screw you. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, that, that's pretty much it. Cyrus, it, it, whose real name is Cyrus, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this guy. <laughs> but, uh, no, in, in all seriousness, that, that's pretty much going to do it for my new business. I mean, yeah, I, I still like Star Wars. i really not a big fan of this new hot stage in the dark where you can't see the other <laughs> players. But, uh, yeah, I, you know, hey, or, hey, you Pikachu. God, James, you're getting into my head. <laughs> I think did I did I was I trolling you in the thread the thread for that? That was you. My review. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're welcome. Thank you. Um, the forums are alive. Barely. <laughs> yes. Yes. So, all right. Well, let's go do it for me. Let's go ahead and move on to Cyrus. You're not going to be last this time. Oh, man. Isn't he already been? Uh, I talk about Street Fighter. Now I get to talk about Street Fighter. <laughs> <laughs> Here we Ty- go. Tyler barely said anything about Street Fighter. He was Cyrus the whole time. Pretty much. So while I did play copious amounts of Street Fighter V, I, uh, I also got the Bravely Second demo for 3DS. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so, Bravely Second has been out in Japan for like a year. It's yeah. not a new game here. I ha- Cyrus, I got it for Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> it was like a thousand yen. Yeah. That's, where like, where is it now, Danny? Where is it? Show me it. I bet it's right behind you on your shelf. It is downstairs somewhere. I don't know. Like, <laughs> so, I, like, I pass, I go into like Book Off. Book Off is a chain of like Japanese secondhand stuff. And uh, you go in there, it's great. If you're not from Japan, it's. It's a, such a novelty the first few times. They've got oh, like yeah. NES games and everything just everywhere. You can buy Yo, them. shopping spree. Yes. So uh, there's, there's one near me that has an entire shelf of just Dragon Quest 1 games. Ty, <laughs> uh, have you ever been to Hard Off to get your uh, computer hardware? Not for computer hardware, but, you know. <laughs> <stuff. laughs> I, I was in Hard Off last week. I sold like. Eight anime figures and got like two hundred eighty, <laughs> like two hundred eighty dollars equivalent. I thought you said two hundred eighty yen. So like, I was gonna say, I got yeah. like Nimon Hachisen or something or Hassan. The fuck is wrong with these people? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah. So every time I'm in like book offs and stuff, I see these Bravely Second special editions and Bravely Second, and they're like for nothing. And right. I'm like, oh man, I should buy that. But my Japanese is 
really terrible, especially reading Japanese. So not a hope I could play an entire RPG. You do have some voice acting in the game. Yeah, but that's also in Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, so I've always held out for the English on this one. And so demo finally released in, uh, in EU. And it's kind of cool, because th- they did this in the first game, too, where the demo is not just a snapshot taken from the game. It's like its right. own standalone. They wrote their own story for the demo. It's just like, it's a prologue. Where That's you play cool, as some yeah. of the characters from the full game, but it's set before the full game, or kind of to the side of the full game. Right. So, Danny, Danny, if you remember, like, to, you know, Family Cast Season 1 or whatever, there was a lot of... Uh... Bravely Default one demo talk. You know, they they had the AR card demo, and then they, they gradually built up to an actual playable demo. Yeah. You know, I think I wrote impressions on every single one. Of them, so, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah, I usually skip that AR card bullshit. I have never I, enjoyed it. Duh, that was like one of the first demos I had at Tokyo Game Show back five yeah, years yeah. ago. Cyrus, you've got it. You're thinking in 2016. This is like you know 2011, right? Yeah. <laughs> It was cool back then. <laughs> like even this demo, this Bravely Second demo, has the AR function where it tells you go to this website on Nintendo.com and place the and it will show you an AR card. Then use your 3DS to look at that symbol. Mm-hmm. <laughs> AR cards are alive and well in Bravely Second. That's why you go to Tokyo Game Show as a media member and you get like a special card. And uh, you could put it on your desk as a poster on your computer. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. They, yeah, they came in like I think Bravely Default, the original, came with like one of five cards. So yeah. what a bunch of bullshit, right? <laughs> 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 Gotta catch them all. So, yeah. <laughs> but so this demo, it it hits, it touches everything that's in the game. It gives you the AR card stuff. It shows you a bunch of the jobs. It shows you how the game runs. It's it's good. It's more of the same. So I think uh, like everyone again probably already knows that the, ja- the the bravely default that we got was like the super remix version of the Japanese game. For the they, fi- they fixed they fixed yeah. almost everything. So the first <laughs> yeah. the original game came out, and then like a year later they they re-released the same game with all these massive upgrades to to make the game run better. The story was better. Right. I mean, basically, just a lot of like uh, balances for some of the, like the, the the classes and stuff like that too. I was talking to Matt Walker. You know, uh, Cyrus, you don't really know him, <laughs> but uh, you know, formerly of the Famicast. But uh, he, I think he played the original Japanese version through. I only played for a few hours, but uh, he played that the whole way through. And he was saying like, hey, you know, in in that version, like this or that class is completely or like completely nerfed. Like you know, in the for the sequel, aka you know, Western release. So, uh, you know, stuff like that. It, it, it's almost like for the better. Some of the stuff that they fixed. And oh yeah, I whatnot. think the version we got was so much better. I looked at the chains list, and, and it's like I can't imagine playing the game without some of these changes. So, right. And... Well, they're they're actually talking about this on RFN the previous episode, and mm-hmm. apparently all the annoying things were fixed, apart from the one thing, which is like. Near the end of the game, you have to kind of play the game several times ag- over again, and that's the thing they didn't fix. So, so that, that's yeah, my that's... one complaint. Like, I love Bravely Default. It's one of the best RPGs I've ever too. played. I did too. I it. like it a lot too. But that sequence, if you ask 
anyone who has played played Bravely Default, everyone hates that part of the game. Danny, did you do that? Yes. Yeah, actually, actually, I, I reviewed the game for uh, Nintendo Force. Uh, you know, basically spiritual successor of Nintendo Power. by robots. No, he's safe now. Yes. Well, you know, and I play. I beat the game in like ten days. So I played the <laughs> game. I played like sixty hours in like ten days. Yeah, it's a it's a good game. Like, and I I really enjoyed it. I mean, it was during Christmas vacation, so I told my friends sometimes like, look, I can't hang out and have fun. I have to sit at home and play video games. Uh, <laughs> so that's that's only six hours a day. That's nothing. Ty is probably like sniggering at you. I know, I am, but right? I know. Yeah, yeah, that's like a normal day for you. But I like, <laughs> was like hey, I'd play for two hours, and then like one day I'd play for like ten. <laughs> you know? but, right. Yeah. The lightweight. <laughs> so the one, the the thing that I noticed between this game with like Bravely Second is that, and I think one of the other uh, that podcast, I can't remember which one, the, whichever one of the one of the Famicast cousin. Podcasts. Radio <laughs> I think it might have been. I can't remember. But they were talking about Bravely Second, and probably what George was talking about. A, there's not as much of a jump between Bravely for the sequel. Like the difference between Bravely Default and Bravely Default for the sequel was a huge gap in like features. They added a bunch of cool features to the game. So. Then the jump between Bravely Sec or Bravely Default for the sequel and Bravely Second is not actually that much of a jump. It's kind of like you're almost playing the exact same game, just with new characters and new story. Right. Okay. So, so, so to be clear, you you bought and completed for the sequel the original game, but I, you I, you haven't yet bought the the second one. Just playing so the demo. I've, yeah, I've only played the demo of the new game, Bradley Second. I had completed Bradley Default, which was Bradley Default for the sequel. There's a there's a lot of weird things going on in, in over the last two months about you know games coming out in the West which have been out for ages in Japan, and it's like, and you know ties uh, making things even more confusing by playing XCOM One in the week <laughs> XCOM Two comes out. I did the same thing. I played Black Ops 2 the week, you know, Black Ops 3 came out. It's like, what is going on in this podcast? Right. <laughs> I'm kind of like semi-current, more or less. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Star Wars Battlefront. <laughs> November <laughs> 2015. Man, I played the Hoth battle on the NES, man. Oh, <laughs> I mean, you can't beat it on Shadow of the Empire. Right. Sorry, Cyrus, as you were saying. Yeah. <laughs> So this demo is like it's it's like you can you can clear it in about six hours. If you go, it's a long. It's like one day of Danny playing games. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's, so it's a pretty sizable demo, and I played it for about ten hours, I think. Jesus. I, I, I finished everything in the demo. Like I maxed out all my characters. I got all the jobs. I. <laughs> that's that's gonna be on Cyrus's number ten at the end of the year. Yeah. So. <laughs> it's oh man. The, you, the you demo. Know, yeah, I wouldn't be shocked because they have this thing where you like build a town. It's like Farmville built into the game, and so you you help rebuild this town. It's one of the like a street pass feature. So as you pass people, you get more people in your town, and that speeds in the, up. In Bradley Second. In Bradley Second, it's the moon. You're helping rebuild the moon. Oh, in, okay. 
in okay. Bravely Default, you were rebuilding this town that was destroyed. Right. Cyrus, don't don't mention yeah. Farmville to me. I'll block you, like I like I did my auntie on Facebook. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> kind of okay. So one of the things in the demo is that if you max out your 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 Farmville, you can carry some items. Strike forward. two. <laughs> so right. you can carry some items from the demo into the full game. And right. Kind yeah. of, hmm? That is cool. Yeah, it's cool. They're kind of nonsense items, like a few potions, a few ethers, whatever. Nothing special. But I still got all of them anyway, because I love the series. I remember with the you know with the original demo that came out for the first one, Minoru, of uh, former Famicast fame, he played the shit out of it. I think he said he played something... He played it for like 40 hours or something. The original demo. Mainly yeah. because of the side, the side game. And it's because, you know, you need to wait X amount of time for stuff to, like, replenish or whatever... <laughs> so he would just leave it like on or something and come back <laughs> and keep doing it. And I yeah, I he was that. nuts with it. And God bless his soul, I, I didn't do that. <laughs> that's, that's what I did. Because I, no one has this demo here because it's so old. No yeah. one's street passing me. So I have like one dude in my village. So it took me. <laughs> like, I did the same thing. I left it on for like. So I've played it for about 10 hours. My mm -hmm. registry will show it's been on for like 60 hours or something. <laughs> Great job. <laughs> Definitely going to be in your, like top five then. Yeah, so, yeah man. Uh, I got that elixir by darn I did. <laughs> and, but one of, one of my favorite features of both, th this was not in the original Bradley Default, it was in the European American Bradley Default for the sequel. And it's in this, is the entire game can be played one-handed, which yes. is... Hey which is a great feature if you like hentai or you take trains a lot. Uh, <laughs> Same thing. So, because uh, I'm always like coming back and forth from Tokyo, so on the train you're holding onto the handle with one hand and you can just play it completely one-handed with the other one, which is such an amazing Japanese feature to add to something. And it's and it's so simple. It's just like up down on the menus, up down, left right is cancel or select. Yep. And you can play it almost the entire game just like that. So that is a quality of life thing I would love to see in every other game because it's amazing. Right, right. No, Nintendo are not doing quality of life anymore. They cancelled it. <laughs> it's over. Sorry, man. Get over it. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that's pretty much all I played aside from like uh, a couple of Splatoons. Okay. Oh, are you back on Splatoon? Trying to, but then Street Fighter Five came out, so no. Ah, oh, so close. Yeah. We didn't play one. We still have yet to play one game. <laughs> I did get to use the slosher for the first time, and that thing is fun. Damn right. The and then I got the heavy splatling and said, "Fuck the slosher, heavy splatling for life." Damn right. <laughs> and move on to James. So what have you been playing, man? Well, people have already skipped forward to this section of the podcast anyway, because uh, <laughs> that's what I would do. Um, <laughs> use the chapters, by the way, if you haven't already done that. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I, last episode, last couple of episodes, I've been talking about uh, Black Ops 2, which is, you know, 
one of the most violent games I've played in a long time. You know, people's faces being blown off, etc., etc. Except Duke Nukem Forever. <laughs> That's on my to-do list. Mm-hmm. By se- by to-do, I mean to burn. <laughs> and no, no, no. So yeah, I've just gone completely the opposite direction. Um. So yeah, the game most dissimilar to uh, Call of Duty, <laughs> and that is Captain Toad. Possibly oh. the cutest game you would ever play. <laughs> I mean, this game is ridiculously cute. I mean, oh, yeah. yeah, this is this is uh, another game that I bought uh, back in England. My massive pile of games that I brought back from England. And uh, yeah, it's um, obviously I talked about 3D World last year and loved it. And they have maybe three or four of these Captain Toad levels. Can't remember. There's not that many. Um, in the game, but they are really, really cool. Um, basically, you know, you're playing these puzzle levels where you can't jump. You're in this Captain Toad character, so it's in the engine of th- uh, Mario 3D World. But um, right. your little Toad guy with his uh, his little cute helmet on. So it's yeah. To expand a game based on like a mini game of one game, it sounds like maybe a bad idea on paper. You know, you kind of get boring quickly, but. It's amazing how, you know, when you limit, when you put limitations on, like, game design, you know, you can get really, really creative, and they, they have oh, yeah. done that, and uh, this is kind of proof of, like, you know, you, you limit yourself, and you can, you know, come up with some crazy cool things. So, you, basically, every stage is, like, this beautiful little diorama. I mean, the first thing I do when you start up the level is just, like, spin it around and just look at it from every angle. It's just, just so beautifully made. It's like... Um, I guess one of the differences is that, you know, um, you can't actually fall off the edges, which is kind of a nice touch. You know, it's basically it's just basically puzzle-based now. It's like... Right. It's just focusing on the puzzles. It's not... You, there are enemies, and you can get killed. You can die. But... Um, and there are some pits that you can fall down, but, like... That's all within the stage, so it's all about working out, you know, where you should walk and you know when you should walk, you know, like you know, you, for example, you can kill enemies if you wait for people, wait for them to go under you. You can actually kind of fall off a ledge and bounce on the head and kill them. So you know, mm-hmm. it does all the physics and the rules of Mario do exist, but you're just kind of limited by this, you know, incredibly weak character. So you know, you have to avoid enemies uh, rather than you know jump on the heads so it's kind of it's kind of cool it's like you know you're like mario just can just kill everything at, at sight you know he's got so many moves and and like suits that you can wear right but toad basically that's that's all he that's all he has you can get like a pickaxe and pick up where he kind of the classic uh donkey kong sound you know you know and you can go crazy for a few seconds but that's pretty much the only way he can attack people right and, you know, James, like you said, I, I really like that dynamic where, I mean, yeah, you're, it, it's still using literally pretty much the same engine as Super Mario 3D World, but mm-hmm. you're just like this helpless little toad, and you, you can't do anything. You've got to be careful. I mean, right. if you're, from, like you said, if you're in a really high position and you can, like, fall directly on top of, like, a Goomba's head or something like that or whatever, then, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, you do it, but... And those, you know, like those those enemies that throw like those spiky um, roller things, you know. I mean, they're pretty uh, annoying to kill in 3D world. But imagine as Toad, who can't even jump. It's like you have to be really careful and uh, know where you're going. Right. So I do love how they explain that he can't jump because he's got a big heavy backpack. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> actually, somebody actually made a Mario Maker level um, using the Captain Toad costume, and they made it so you can't jump anywhere in the level. Like, if you jump, you hit an invisible block, and you immediately oh, die. Cool. Wow. And uh, it's, yeah, really clever. There's, a, there's quite a few, actually. Where is our Explorer Toad or Captain Toad amiibo? I want one of those. Yeah, man. When they first, you know, said we're gonna have amiibo integration with Captain Toad, and then they said with the regular Toad amiibo, I was thinking, are you kidding me? You want alternates? Don't gold, silver Mario, Doctor Mario, Ape Mario. No, we don't need more alternates. Come on. No. <laughs> you can buy a custom-made one on eBay, probably. Yeah. 100%. Um. So yeah, like. There's, um, it's kind of divided in books, like each book is called an episode for some reason. That doesn't make sense. Why is a, why is a book an episode? Ask George Lucas. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Don't bring George Lucas up on this episode. <laughs> um, so, like, I don't know how many levels there are in each, um, in each book, but, you know, there's quite a fair few, maybe, I you don't know, 15, 20 or something. I was actually really worried I'd completed the game. I was like, Jesus Christ, that's short. <laughs> and then, like, another, then another book appeared and another book appeared. And because I have, I've complete, well, I don't know if I have to complete 3D World or if you just have to have played it. But anyway, the save file is on my Wii U. So it unlocks a bonus chapter based on the 3D World levels. I think I remember, Danny, you said that, like, back when you played this. Um, so you basically can play 3D World levels, but as Toad, so you can't jump. And they've kind of added little platforms and ladders for him to climb and stuff. It's pretty cool. Uh, I haven't started on those ones yet. just kind of dicked around with the first one. But yeah, like, I think most of the uh, the themes are the same as 3D World, but there are some new ones. Like, you know, there's some kind of like Western, I guess you would call it Western themed, you know, cowboy themed, you know, levels, which I don't remember in 3D World. Could be wrong about that. But there are some new uh, new stages that, you know, you've never seen before. Um, but I just love like how detailed everything is. I mean, if you like that aspect of like galaxy or 3D world, you know, where you can kind of explore and you find little areas that, you know, any other, you know, publisher wouldn't have bothered to do geometry behind something or like add little platforms that lead to basically nothing, just a little power up or something. But they've, you know, done detail in every little corner of it. You know, basically Toad is, Captain Toad is like that distilled into a game. It's just like, just, condensed all this detail into these tiny little stages. So I guess, what's that? what is that indie game? Um, is it Fez, the one that you can kind of spin around? It's kind of, yeah, I guess, well, the, the gameplay is nothing like that, but I just mean how you can, from every side, it's completely different. And, you know, you could, you could be going around, you know, confidently, you know, keeping the camera in one angle all the time, and you think, oh, I can do this level without even spinning the camera much. But then you'll reach a point where you're totally stuck and you're like, holy shit, this, this level is impossible. Like, how am I supposed to do this? And all you have to do is just spin the camera around a little bit more. And you're like, this whole new area was hidden behind the other side. And you're like, holy shit, like, I didn't even see that. So, like, yeah, literally you do have to look at every side of it, you know, um, like kind of like a Rubik's Cube kind of feeling to it, I guess. Right. Yeah, and there are even some, like, underneath the stage sometimes kind of like galaxy you kind of upside down yeah yeah i mean yeah there's a lot of different little things that you got to keep your eyes you know peeled for for sure yeah and i like you know obviously they've got the um you know you have to get these three diamonds per stage you can just get to the end of the level like get the power star you complete the level easy um but 
the challenge is getting these three diamonds because the you know you have to do you have to go out your way you have to kill and um, kill enemies or you have to go you know down a pipe that you wouldn't normally have to go down to get all three and even on top of that you know even if you get all three diamonds there's an additional um, I don't know what you'd like a challenge an additional challenge which is unique to each stage mm-hmm. and it'll say something like you know collect a hundred coins or kill every enemy or uh, don't kill any enemies or there'll be something unique to each stage so like um, there's always a good reason to go back you know I don't know about you but like when you get like two out of the three diamonds you just say like ah fuck it N- next stage but on this one is like you'll have the extra diamond but then you'll also have an additional um, challenge to do so you're like okay I can do that I could get the extra diamond and I could do that like challenge and then it kind of motivates you to no, that's kind of how I was, man, when I originally played through it, like I, I think I, for the longest time when I was playing, I was like, I am not quitting this stage until I get all these goddamn diamonds. <laughs> so it's like, okay, there's this extra little challenge that I can do. I know I can do this, right? You know, and you try to go through and do it, and then you, you know, most of the time, especially early on, you're like, yeah, it's easy. And then towards the latter part of the game, you're just like, Jesus, man, fuck this. I'm just happy to complete the stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, do, do you remember the uh, the the, the levels in 3D World, there's ones in Galaxy 2 where it's based on like the, the music and it goes ding, ding, ding. And like on the third beat, the level changes. I really did not like those stages. Now, imagine that, but you can't jump. Yep. <laughs> That's, there is actually a stage in Captain Toad like that. And it yep. is way harder. Like You really have to calculate your path <laughs> before you go. You know, with 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 Mario, like three D World and Galaxy, you know, you could just like run ahead and you know, as it as it's about to change, you could just jump, do a spin, and you'd land somewhere safe, right? You know, you can you know fluke it almost sometimes, but right. Captain Toad, you can't do that. <laughs> you really yeah. have to. It is a puzzle to work out. You know, you have to, you know, set your path and go to that. Yeah. So it's very cool, and uh, I don't know how much more content there is, but like I said, I'm on a third episode in quotation marks um, and yeah it's getting hard um, and you know then after that I got the 3D world uh, episode to do so I don't think I'm going to buy a toad amiibo to play that extra 8-bit toad uh, stage to it the what do you call it you know define the 8-bit toad mini game or well, not mini game but challenge or whatever right um, I don't think I'm bothered with that you know is it, do you know if is it like a one touch like you touch it once boom it's unlocked or is it like I, you have to do it with every single time or something? You know I don't have a toad a toad amiibo so I never got to try it. But my impression was I think as long as you find it in the stage, it's over because it might be in a place. I remember looking at screenshots like in no, I mean no to way, activate it. This is like yeah, at the top of a fucking it. tree. How the hell is toad gonna touch that? Yeah, I think you just have to see it and the game yeah. will register it. No, no, no. I yeah I get I get that, but I mean how do you? activate that mode through the amiibo is it like you touch it once boom it's unlocked or do you have to do you have to have the amiibo and touch it every single time you might have to touch it every single time it might okay. be like splatoon style where you have to touch it to go into yeah. the missions and so, right. so maybe every time you want to play you tap it once yeah i mean it's quite unusual for a nintendo like first party game like a you know, a game in the Mario series to have an update, like a de- like a as soon as I put the game in, it's like it asked me to update it. You know, like 3D World. Uh, I don't think 3D World did that. I don't think there's been an update to that. You know, it's done. It's it's polished. It's perfect, as with you know most first party Nintendo games. But with this one, they did have an update. You know, because for that amiibo 
stuff, which was, uh, I guess, an afterthought. <laughs> 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 well, yeah, there's a there's a lot more updates to Smash Bros. Yeah, I think it's probably their most updated game after Hyrule Warriors, <laughs> which I think was one every week at one point. Yeah, pretty much. Yes. But yeah, um, yeah, thoroughly enjoying it, and it's a nice what would you call it, like a palate cleanser, I guess, after COD. Yeah. Sure. Um, so I'm thinking maybe after this, I'll go back to like a hyper violent game, and kind of go back and forth between uber cute and hyper-violent from now on. I find that a good uh, a balance. I try to do something similar myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good day. It's good times. Good times. Yeah. You should, you should give Freddy the Default. It kind of... It's like a super cutie game, and then it sneaks in some really dark stuff every now and then. Like when you're literally cha- cha- chainsawing off someone's head or something. <laughs> Are you joking? You know no, I, I'm totally joking. With the, with the two kids. What's that? Do you remember the part in the forest, the two kids, where they're like, there's that drug that makes people really, like, like they want, they're, like, really greedy? I... Let's just pretend that I remember. Long story short, the two kids, like, literally beat each other to death, and you can't save them. And you're like, what? What? These are children. They're not dead. This is a cutesy RPG. I can't believe we're talking about drugging people in an RPG again for two episodes (laughs) in a row. Yeah, yeah, that's totally better. Yes, thank you. Anyway, so, Toad, so yeah, Captain Toad, recommend it. I got it for like super cheap. I think I got, I got it for like 15 squids. So mm-hmm. um, I know that's not the going rate brand new. Um, I think it's probably 30 or 40, right? But um, yeah, if you can get it for like, you know, reasonable price, I'd say go for it. Mm-hmm. Danny, can you remember the Japanese name for it? <laughs> it's it's got a totally it? different name, right? It's, it's called Treasure Tracker in English, right? Captain right. Toad Treasure Tracker? It's a Kinopio Taicho then Captain Toad, yeah. Totally forgot. Yeah, I don't remember. Let's, let's all go to the city or something like that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, um, all right. Did, was that all, James? Kinopio Taicho. Okay. Oh, yeah, that's right. Boom. There it is. So. Um. Uh, yeah, I think that's uh, pretty much it. I, unfortunately, I haven't been playing anything on my 3DS. Since I Box Boy got, got sorted, I haven't really played anything on the 3DS. I mean, obviously, I've been playing Splatoon and uh, a lot, and uh, I played Mario Maker again when there was that, the update, the costumes. But, you know, that's a, that's a, new, that's a different segment. <laughs> we, we don't talk about that in new business anymore. So next up is the news. Woo. Look here, uh, yeah. This, with unfortunate timing of the episode that we have right now, uh, Nintendo actually announced that there is a Pokemon Nintendo Direct coming uh, this Friday, February 26th uh, in America. <laughs> God, we, we time it well, don't we? Oh yeah, we're basically about 24 hours away from it right now. So for the audio listeners, it's just like you guys. By the time this actually gets out, you guys are probably gonna already know what's all up with this. 
But, uh, you know, this is beginning on the 26th in the morning for the guys on the West Coast. Um, hey, Danny, should we record, like, two or three versions of this to see whatever Kevin ha- could happen? Yeah, sure. <laughs> wow, Famic- uh, what's it called? Uh, Pokemon Z? That's a, that, was, that was a real surprise. Yeah, I was really impressed was, that they actually got Danny DeVito to play, P- you know, Detective Pikachu's <laughs> voice. It was great. I was so, pleasantly surprised and gratified to see my tweet prediction was correct that they announced Pokemon are real. <laughs> Pokemon dead today at the senseless age of 83. <laughs> um, hold on, hold on. Oh, Pokemon Go? Wow, that looks amazing. Definitely downloading that day one. Yeah, I'm definitely going to... The launch was, was like announcing it was just available right now. That was cool. Yeah. Yahoo. Um... Entire all seven hundred and whatever Pokemon announced as amiibo figures. (laughs) (laughs) Don't give them any ideas. I can't believe they're canceling Pokemon. (laughs) Um, I think we got all bases covered. Pretty much. Yeah, we're not gonna really talk too much about that because by the time. I mean, yeah, I mean, we pretty much have an idea of what they might talk about. But, I mean, with Nintendo Direct, sometimes there's just this this uh, uncertainty and this, this unpredictability that just comes with this stuff. And Well, well, Danny, it's five minutes long. It's, it's obviously a trailer and a little bit of info, so whatever. It's five one-minute trailers of, you know, <laughs> iOS games. Boom. Over. So Next. Yeah, next. Let's keep on going. Uh, Cyrus, didn't you have something on here? Oh, yeah. So, it wouldn't be a Famicast without me talking about Pokemon Tournament. Yes. So, uh, <laughs> and Amiibo get, get the old one-two punch in there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so, they announced in this glut of news that we have this week that, <laughs> that uh, when you swipe, you can swipe up to five Amiibo a day into Pokemon Tournament, and it will grant you one random customization unlock. So, be that a new pair of goggles for your trainer, a trainer title, God. you know, a background for your trainer avatar, whatever. <laughs> Cyrus, how many how many amiibos do you have, Cyrus? I only have like twelve. Okay. <laughs> I, love, I only have, <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, if I look the other direction, I have like a hundred Disney Infinity figures. So God, save your soul. It's too late. They'll, they'll, they'll be going to book off soon. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's that's so it's just all the pointless crap that you have to pay a subscription for the option of using or even buying in the arcade. You right. just swipe an amiibo, you get one. Actually, on the topic of uh, Pokken, um, we do have a preview on the site NintendoWorldReport.com by another, none other than Don Koopman. Mm-hmm. Um, so I believe he's got. The full game, uh, probably like pre-release yes, or something from uh, maybe Nintendo of Europe, I guess. Right. So if you want to have you know hands-on impressions, then uh, go and check it out. I I think he's got some videos as well. So. Right. In, yeah, English version, English version of the game. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and definitely check that out. Hands-on. Just, just go back and listen to Famicasts. I <laughs> I have the on-the-scene arcade knowledge here. Yeah, basically for the past year. 
between you and Ty, <laughs> you guys are probably on the whole fucking internet. I mean, you guys are the source for Pokémon, really. Uh, I think I think the first one was it called Pokation Test? The episode. Yeah, yeah, that's right. We played the Pokation Test. Yeah. There we go. Cyrus so, is birthing ritual into the Famicast. <laughs> How horrifying. <laughs> I was impressed. I, I just, you know, just kind of stood there staring the whole time, but, you know, whatever. Hey, Ty, I think the, the conversation was like, hey, Ty, do you know any losers who's played uh, Pokémon in the arcade? <laughs> Ty's like, I know this guy. I think I can hook him up. One year later, he's still here. Yep. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. It's not been a year. Has it been a year? Hasn't been almost, a year. almost. Almost. Really? So. Okay. Welcome yeah. aboard, Cyrus. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, well. I never actually officially said, hey. He just kind of like asked me once or twice, hey, want to come on the podcast one more time? Like, hey, just keep <laughs> it coming. Just keep it coming. Come on. It's fine. Maybe. You like the guy who always shows up to your parties, even though you, know, you never invite him, but he's just always there. So he eventually yeah. becomes. <laughs> eventually... <laughs> Tapping his cup. <laughs> eventually becomes your friend, you know. Yeah. Eventually. It's still going to take a couple of years, Cy, si, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> we'll eventually learn your uh, your surname one day. Yes. Whenever <laughs> I get my titles working. <laughs> so I guess kind of moving on with the news, uh, I'll just kind of go through some notable releases here. Um, on the Wii U, like the VC, uh, Sonic Adventure 2 is out already on the Wii U right now, Game Boy Advance game. Uh, Onimusha Tactics, which apparently has been out in North America as of, I think, at some point last year. That just came out here recently, um, GBA game. Uh, Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney 3 is coming out next week here. Uh, this is the GBA version, not the DS version, so don't expect any extra mish or uh, case or any... I'm sorry, what's the, what's the word? Cyrus, fill me in here. Oh, my God. Turnabout. Thank you. God, it's been too long. And... Uh, Another thing that I saw, too, that was, I thought, pretty impressive, Kirby Mass Attack, uh, basically one of the last Kirby games released on the DS, that's coming to the Wii U Virtual Console for 950 yen. And um, we got pretty, I mean, that came out like 2011 or something, like maybe August, September 2011. Got pretty decent reviews, and uh, I remember at least NWR staff, they felt pretty, you know, uh, impressed with the game, and that's coming out here pretty soon. Uh, in terms of 3DS stuff, just regular... Uh, releases uh, Mega Man Legacy Collection, known here as Rockman Classics Collection. Uh, that's nice. coming out here pretty soon. And then something that I must have just overlooked, and Cyrus, you seem like a guy that probably would have known about this. Uh, yokai Sangokushi. Yokai, basically, Yokai Watch meets uh, you know, the Romance of the Three Kingdoms game. I was actually just saw this title here, and I was going to make a, a joke about, oh, look, someone's trying to cash in on that Yokai Watch stuff. And I was like, oh, wait, no, this is actually a Yokai Watch game. Never mind. Yes, and this is totally real. It's coming out on April 2nd. This was announced, like, last year, and I just, for whatever reason, I must have missed it. Um, but, yeah, this is coming out here very soon. And you know, Japanese video game right here. This is... It, it's like, oh, yeah, this game. But I completely forgot it existed entirely. Yeah, this is the most Japanese that you can get <laughs> in terms of series. I mean, it's ridiculous, right? But, uh, yeah, and, you know, unfortunately, I'm not a huge fan of Romance of the Three Kingdoms. I played one of the Super Nintendo games in English, and I thought it was just really dull. My first ever Wii U game I played was Romance of the Three Kingdoms 12. 
fuck my life, <laughs> you know, <laughs> just just not too fun at a Tokyo Game Show, you know, show floor. Um, so who knows about this? I really don't care. Um, so, but uh, next we have the most exciting part of the news: uh, the charts. And uh, Ty, would you mind, per <laughs> usual, uh, it's reading time. through? Yeah, it's 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 been time. Would you mind going through the software? And this is again from this is a Media Create sales. This is February fifteenth to the twenty first. Uh, the yeah, from there. So uh, <laughs> yeah, video games released in a certain time frame. Yes, number ten, Dragon Quest Builders. Yes, on the Vita, Dragon Quest Minecraft or whatever. <laughs> Still, that Vita version. It's really interesting how it just outsold the other two so much. Yeah. Okay, number nine. Shin Megami Tensei 4 Final on 3DS. Sold a lot to date, over 100,000. Recently. Okay. Yeah. Okay, and, and then from, from now on, these are all new games that just released. Yes. Here we go. <laughs> Attack on Titan on PS3. The old Shingeki no Kyojin. Is that game good? I, you know... It's really cool. Mm. And it's getting... <laughs> it's like... It's, you know, have you ever played Spider-Man 2? That famous Spider-Man game with the really fun web-swinging mechanic? Was, was that, that on was... Dreamcast by the Tony Hawk guys? Um, perchance, maybe. It's on GameCube, right? I think it was kind of on everything. But... <laughs> It's really, really good either way. And this Attack on Titan, it kind of has the same thing where you're... If if you've ever seen Shingeki no Kyojin or Attack on Titan, they have these, like, variable gear or something where yeah. they, they shoot out these, like, uh, hook shots from their belt and right. they latch onto buildings. So they, they travel really fast by pushing and pulling on these, these metal cables. Right. So the game is, like, you're flying around the city, like, latching onto stuff and... Right. Fast. Well, I, actually saw, I actually saw an arcade version of this. Um, Which is amazing. I am dying to play that game. Yeah, yeah. like, I'm interested. I what the controller was. So what was the controller? The, the controller was like, each hand, you've got one gun, and uh, right, so right, right, gun right. fires a cable. Mm-hmm. So you, like, you latch on a building by pointing at the two buildings, firing your cables, and pulling yourself towards them. Which sounds amazing. Is it is this correct? Is it actually a PS3 game? Yes. The home version just used a regular controller, but this uh, the arcade one sounds bonkers. Yeah, I want to try it. Just listening uh, to it. <laughs> I like yeah. the way Ty was like, "Did I read that right?" PS3, <laughs> yeah. In the year 2016, Japanese people are still buying PS3 games. Yeah, and you know. I'd say, I, I don't think this has anything to do with the game that was released on 3DS, either. So, oh, your favorite game? <laughs> different developer. I mean, Spike Chunsoft did that. This is Koi Tecmo. So. Yeah, uh, I, I'm kind of interested to see how it compares to like uh, the free, I think it was Java-based web, web applet yeah. game, that which was amazing. We talked about that for sure, man, back in the yeah. day. For like three episodes. Mm-hmm. Yo, so good. <laughs> Okay, well, moving on, moving on. We have Project Setsuna on the Vita. 
and also Project Setsuna on the PS4. Yes, yeah, and this game is taking up two slots. Yes, for a little bit of background on this, this is a Square Enix thing. It's almost kind of like a newer Chrono Trigger-ish type of game in terms of like gameplay style. It's like kind of like uh, that type of an RPG, like action-based RPG. Actually, just looking at some screenshots and reading about it a little bit, it sounds pretty fucking cool. Um, but that might just be me. Wait, who developed <laughs> this game? I don't know the developer. I just know that Square Enix published. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> Next we have Mario and Sonic at the 216 Rio Olympics 3DS. 216 BC. <laughs> you know, per uh, Don Koopman, he said that this game is actually not bad. I've seen TV, this TV adverts, like the train that I get has got on the, the TV screen on the train has got adverts for this running 24-7. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the advert made it look very, a lot of fun, but yeah. you know, I've never I mean, played these games before. Yeah, Don said, I mean, I had like the first one that they ever released on the Wii, but then there's just been a slump with these games where they've just been crap. But he said, like, he's, yeah. I think he's playing like maybe this for reviews, maybe for, from Nintendo Europe or something like that. But um, he said, yeah, this is actually surprisingly good. He was really surprised about how, you know, much fun he's actually having with this game. So, so the, way the, a shot. The, the way they're pitching it is, um, like, they had, like, four, like, high school girls all playing together in, the, in like, one of their bedrooms, and they're all, like, playing against each other, get, really getting into it. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like really getting into it. Like, uh, can we have some more gnarly details on that? <laughs> no, she was just mashing a lot of buttons and then going yay in slow motion. Oh, okay. <laughs> so can I like find this on Pornhub? Or... <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I, I noticed a few businessmen touching themselves while looking on the train. So. <laughs> That's... Okay. Probably got, probably got an extra few sales right there. Stories on Pornhub. All right. <laughs> moving on. Thank Street you. Fighter Five. I've heard of this game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. PC so, version, yeah. right? Uh, PS4 version. I like. I don't even know how. No, they don't even track like PC sales, right? And even no, I'd I don't. say that like it seems it's got like a pretty disappointing launch of physical copies, but I'd say a lot of people got digital copies of this game because if you pre-ordered it, you got access to the beta. So, oh, that's right. I'd say a lot of people pre-order digitally got access to the beta, and it's not showing up on any charts. Right. Yeah, I wonder what those numbers are like. And theoretically, this is the only physical version you ever need to buy, right? Because you can just keep upgrading for yeah, free. That's right. That's what they progress. said. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> like, All I right. wouldn't be shocked if they do eventually release a, like, a compli- like a game of the year version or whatever. But it's not like you're going to need to buy it. It's just like, hey, do you want to get all the DLC on a disc? Here you go. Yeah, that's a good point. You know, people keep buying maybe latecomers. They'll want to buy the edition with all the characters instead of, like, you know, grinding for 400 hours to buy all of them. Anyway, uh, what do we got here? We got Attack on Titan two more times. PS4 (laughs) and Vita. Okay, so that explains why we saw the PS3 one. 
earlier. Yes. Yes. So it's the same as Dragon Quest Builders last week, right? The uh, three three versions. Right. Minecraft. Right? Yeah. Everything. So if you add up all the versions of Minecraft, or I mean, Attack on Titan, <laughs> it's roughly equal to uh, this week's number one, which is Kankoli Kai <laughs> on the Vita. That's yeah, right. I, I actually added a little link for you all to click, so you can actually see. Oh God! I hope this is a really oh, horrifying. Oh, YouTube. Yeah, yeah. Of course, this sold a million units. Yeah, I was right. looking this up when I was updating these charts, and I was thinking, I, was, I remember so, being horrified by one of these games. This, this is the uh, this is the like fake or real type game. This is the girls. Uh, yeah, this is the battleship waifu game. Yeah, anthropomorphic <laughs> battleships in the shape of yeah. high school girls. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's a Vita game. What else do you need to know about it? Is there like a YouTube no. trailer with exploding clothes? Oh yeah, right, right here. It's embedded right in the page. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and like this, this, this Kankoli collection is ridiculously popular right now in Japan. Like, wow. It's... Okay. Especially because I teach high school students. I can't remember what level they all teach, but it's a uh, like, my, my students are goddamn nuts for this whole thing. Okay, guys, holding to your asses. A little bit of a rant coming here. Um, oh, we, actually, we, got, um, we got a little, like, request to talk about the NX rumors. And um, there were some rumors, like, this week about... There was, a, like, the Ori and the Blind Forest uh, developers were kind of bad-mouthing Nintendo a bit for saying, like, you know, they haven't got the, the uh, development kits out in time for them, and it's kind of like a repeat of the Wii U, and you know, they're, they're not going to have third parties on the NX, like just like they did with the Wii U. And looking at this top 10, I mean, look at this top 10, is fucking ridiculous. Like, there's two Nintendo games on there. Um, you know, we're near, we're near the end of the 3DS's life, you know, the, and also, unfortunately, the Wii U's life. And all of these, like, third party games on PlayStation, I mean, this is what, this is how you get a system to sell continuously for a long time. You get fucking third-party support. And look at it. We're in 2016. There's a fucking PS3 game in the top ten. James, I will say this about this <laughs> list. I mean, it's like the release week of these particular games. So that makes sense for that. I mean, otherwise, basically... The, the PS3 and the Wii are the same generation, right? I know, but the same James... Wii game in the top ten? Of like, course not, they don't make any games on it. it. Exactly. We haven't seen a Wii game in the top ten for like, I don't know, four years or something. Right. But, I mean, PS3 is a different beast. Sony actually still supports this thing. They still encourage developers to support this thing. This exactly. is a, a very abnormal week where you have, uh, you know, situations. I mean, even in the last episode we did live and, and stuff like that with, you know, Dragon Quest Builders came out. That, that's a multi-platform release on, you know, all Sony platforms. I mean, typically here in Japan, you see a lot of stuff that's coming out. Basically, Nintendo's always on the top here, basically because yeah, yeah. nobody's true. buying shit on PS3 or PS4. And people are buying stuff on Vita because they're, they're fucking crazy, <laughs> you know, and there's but, stuff that appeals to Japanese gamers here. But so. this but this year, what, what are we going to see on 3DS? I mean, like, the, maybe the Dragon Quest remakes? Um, Joker's 3. Like what else? Like the the yeah, Wii U, the Wii is gonna have Zelda. Zelda might not, you know, even reach the top ten in Japan. We don't even know. Maybe for one week, you know, Zelda's not that big. Yeah. Um, there's a few other 
games like you know we've already had all the big kind of Japanese focused games like the uh, the Fire Emblem Cross Shin Megami game you know that did that even reach the top 10 maybe a week that was about it um, you know Xenoblade you know none of those kind of big Japanese games there's no more coming out and it's like it just really annoys me that you know already you know in the the, the birth of the NX and we're already getting kind of like you know negative rumors around third-party support and it's just well there were there were some positive ones like with the um, with EA they were talking about you know rekindling their partnership with Nintendo which which may or not may not be good you know yeah um, we get more FIFA and Madden games you know woohoo <laughs> we haven't had any kind of good EA games on Nintendo systems for a long time right um, you know like interesting unique games uh maybe boom blocks <laughs> comes to mind <laughs> i don't know outside of that i mean i hope this isn't a sign of things to come and i you know every new nintendo system that comes out we hope that they're gonna get their shit together and it was i don't know they kind of have been making improvements and uh i just hope they really really do get their shit together finally because <laughs> yeah. i don't know how many like hardware failures they can have you know well the, you you could say that we use the first complete failure in a long time, but you know even then yeah. it's not right. I mean it's it's not a virtual boy. It's the, exactly exactly. But uh, it's not even a GameCube. So yeah. <laughs> and uh, most people <laughs> most people look at the GameCube as a failure, and the GameCube's shipping all over the Wii U. So right. I mean you know when it comes down to it too, uh, in terms of like sales numbers, what like GameCube was just a little bit under the original Xbox. I mean this right. is me me kind of being my you know fucking Homer coming out in me where it's like, GameCube, but it's like, you know, when it comes to, like, sales numbers, yeah, PS2 just blew the shit out of Xbox and GameCube, but, I mean, GameCube and Xbox was a hell of a lot closer than what people are basically trying to make you think. There were reasons to have all those systems. Oh, yeah, definitely. Hell yeah, man. Yeah. Wii U, I don't know. I mean... (laughs) This is literally only. I mean, people are saying this even at the launch of Wii U. Like, uh, Wii U is probably just going to be a first-party machine and you know a few good indie games. And that literally is the truth. That that's all it is. It's just first-party and and indie games now, isn't it? And uh, and if Nintendo looked at this top ten that we have this week, this is what it could. If if you just imagine the you know the PS4 version and then also being a you know an NX or a Wii U version on top of that, you know, what that could do. It's just uh, we just haven't had that, you know, like a multi-format system, like a Nintendo system. I mean, the GameCube was the last one to have that, you know, and even then, the, the, the third parties were not that good, you know. It's like ah, anyway, <laughs> rant over. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, you know, since we kind of brought up some feedback, let's just kind of keep <laughs> on going with that. I mean, you know, hardware, that's that's fine. We don't have to worry about that this time. We'll talk about maybe that in the next episode. But, <laughs> Xbox um... One blew up the chart. <laughs> As always. So, we'll, 162 uh... units, if you're counting. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, we'll leave that. And uh, for you podcast listeners, uh, the next thing you're going to be hearing is the, you know, tones <laughs> of JC bringing you the latest from Splatoon and Super Mario and wow, Super Mario Maker. So stay tuned for that. Okay, so here we are with your Mario Maker minute or Mario Maker moment, I guess. 
Anyway, so first up we got some new costumes, uh, quite a few actually. Uh, first one was Barbara Bat, um, which you might know from the Daigasso Band Brothers games. Um, so yeah, that's pretty cool. After that we got the Chitoge Kurosaki character um, from a manga series here in Japan called Nisekoi. Um, the two event courses were called Nisekoi Chitoge and Kosaki and Nisekoi Tsugumi and Marika. So um, yeah, basically these are popular anime characters in Japan. I'd never heard of them, but you know, some people might. Um, in case you're wondering what all that the, the coins were spelling out in those courses, um, don't worry, it's just the names of all the characters that are in the title of the event course. It's just spelled out in katakana. Nothing interesting, but you know, just in case you were wondering. And the third costume we have is the Wolf Link, um, which is actually accessible via the uh, new amiibo that came out for Twilight Princess HD. So yeah, touch the Wolf Link one and you get the 8-bit uh, version. That's a kind of cool surprise for people who uh, got that game a bit early. So as for some tips, um, I think the first tip I want to say is that if you know somebody's Nintendo ID and you would like to play their the levels. I think one way of doing it is um, actually just going to the Mario Maker bookmark uh, website and just putting their username in the address bar. So how you could do that, you go to Super Mario Maker Bookmark dot Nintendo dot net. That's the pretty long uh, <laughs> website for Super Mario Maker. So yeah, Super Mario Maker Bookmark dot Nintendo dot net slash profile and then slash then whatever their username is and you'll immediately go to their profile page and you'll see all the levels that they've made. So um, yeah I guess my tip is related to that like if you got someone that you you know you somebody that you like to follow maybe me family complicated one for example but yeah if you play a level that you like or it's got an eye like some part of it like a, that you think's cool what I'd recommend is like you know find out um, you could download the level see how they made it and maybe like get the idea from that and make a level based on that idea. So what I mean is like for example um, something I did recently, the, the previous event course called uh, Tokaigi 2016 which uh, I kind of forgot to mention the name of it last time but um, though there were four event courses based on this uh, Japan uh, event like a uh, Mario Maker course creator event and there was one level where I used a thing I'd never seen before um, uh, where Yoshi can actually eat fire from the fire bars, you know, the spinning fire bars. And I thought that was that was a cool idea. And also in that same level you could actually swallow, you know, the wrenches thrown by the little dudes from Mario Brothers 3 and also like Hammer Brothers hammers and you could spit them back out and hit things, you know, uh, on the other side of a wall. So I based a whole level ar around that. Um, you can actually play that if you go to my profile. It's called uh, Right Back At Ya. And uh, yeah, I just... That's basically how, you know, one wave that you can get ideas for making cool levels. Basically rip off people and uh, not not literally, I mean, get that inspiration and make your own. Because if you download a level and edit it, you can't actually upload it yourself. So be careful about that. Yeah. Get the idea and then make your own course. <laughs> Okay, Squid fans, so I guess we should start off with the uh, Splatfest results, the Pokemon Splatfest results. So in the in Europe and the USA, it was actually the same result. Um, Pokemon Blue were the winners. Um, the red got the most votes, but Blue um, 
got the most wins, so well done Blue. And I was actually on the Blue team, so that was actually my first ever Splatfest win. So I got my 16 shells, which I was very pleased with. And uh, Japan uh, Red also lost, but the, yeah, but the yeah Pokemon Green because Blue um, wasn't Blue; it was Green. Uh, they won, and uh, so yeah, it was pretty much uh, the bad night for the Reds. Never mind. But uh, make something that might make you feel a little bit better is that. Um, fans are actually debating that if actually the battle multiplier was still at two um, instead of the eight, um, then it would have actually been a draw in uh, in Europe and the US. But uh, yeah, yeah, what are you going to do? And next up, I've actually got some kind of news, but it's kind of old news, but it leads into some new news, uh, if you bear with me. So um, you might know about this uh, Squid Girl comic in, uh, in Japan uh, called Shinyaku Ika Musume. So this uh, manga is about this girl, Squid, with, who kind of wants to take over the world. This is way before Splatoon, by the way. And uh, there was actually a crossover um, comic, um, kind of a fan-made thing. And uh, this, uh, the, co the comic uh, costume that was made for the comic actually made it into Splatoon as DLC. And this was like way back at last year, 2015, in August. And so the Squid Girl costume, you may remember, it's like a white costume, like a kind of like almost like a Pope's hat kind of thing, <laughs> um, uh, kind of unusual. But anyway, that was actually based on that fan manga. And in similar similar to that, there was actually a uh, Famitsu costume design competition um, in the May issue last year. And uh, the winner was a, an octopus chef, uh, and that actually also made it into the game as actual real DLC. So, yes. So with that in mind, um, it shouldn't be no su any surprise to you that there is actually going to be a Splatoon comic in uh, called in Korokoro uh, magazine, called Besatsu Korokoro magazine. Anyway, um, this Splatoon comic will actually start um, being sold uh, on the end of this month, February the 29th. Um, uh, the April, well, it's going to be the April issue, but it's sold in, at the end of February. So yeah, this is. Um, an actual officially licensed uh, Splatoon comic uh, starting in Japan, which is uh, quite exciting. As for other things sold in Japan, um, this week there is also some Splatoon candy, some Splatoon sweets that <laughs> started being sold. These look pretty cool actually. There's, there's two varieties, there's like gummy sweets, like melon and orange flavoured, and then there's like hard candy, you know, hard boiled sweets. Um, and the hard boiled ones actually come with um, little stickers inside, so I'm actually on the look, look, look out for those as we speak. I've seen people on Twitter who've already bought some, I'm very jealous. So yeah, look on my uh, Twitter for uh, pictures of those when they eventually show up. Um, so yeah, next up, um, another kind of point of interest. Um, you may know that the the comments that Callie and Marie say at the beginning of each uh, stage introduction they actually differ between you know Japan and uh, in the West, which is you know as you would expect, but they actually do differ between the U.S. and Europe, and uh, like for example the U.K. and uh, you know both English-speaking countries. But for example, on the, the Hammerhead Bridge uh, level, um, the, there's a comment from Callie. She says, oh, "This bridge has been under construction like forever." And then the response from uh, Marie is, "Are all the workers slacking off or what?" That's the U.S. Uh, translation, but the U.K. translation actually says, "Are all the workers skiving off?" Which is kind of same meaning, but it's kind of like British English. And then 
which you know it's kind of one word is different right not that not such a big a deal right but there's another on the same level hammerhead bridge there's another one in the in europe it says um this bridge will cut our commute time more work and then marie says i think you mean more time for sleep and that's actually quite similar to the japanese translation the u.s version says this bridge will cut our commute in half and then marie's answer is yay i can hit the snooze button more times so it's kind of like you know the same general gist but you know it's kind of totally different uh, way of you know expressing it which is kind of interesting you can read more of these things on uh, the splatoon wiki which is just splatoonwiki.org so it's kind of interesting if you want to find out about translation differences as for um tips for actually playing the game um i'm going to stick with hammerhead bridge because we've been talking about it already so hammerhead bridge is a very narrow course you know it's kind of very focused you know it's it's a, it's a long straight right so when you're playing against high level people you'll notice that they kind of steam forward and they'll kind of trap you and your half of the course and if the if you've got if you're playing against like you know a couple of level 50s you and your team isn't so strong you might actually find yourself unable to move from your home base because they've basically just like steamrolled across and just trapped you there and they just splat you as soon as you leave the home base so this is kind of like a technique that high level people use for these kind of narrow courses but there are ways to combat this um so if you have a, a special like the killer whale you know the, the sound blaster thing and this is kind of very useful for like narrow um, courses like the hammerhead bridge and there's a, there's a few, few more that are kind of similar to this like um, so basically if you choose a weapon with killer whale then you can be able to uh, kill pretty much the whole team at once if you get them in one place and that will help push them back and then you can kind of go around the sides and, you know, and try and fight your way back to their half uh, a weapon that I highly recommend, something that I use a lot, is called the Custom Dual Squelcher, which uh, unlocks about level 18. And that comes with the Killer Whale, and it also has a, the Squid Beacon, you know, where people can super jump to. So what I'd recommend is, you know, using the Killer Whale, um, kill as many of them as you can, and then go around the sides and hide some... Uh, some squid beacons uh, so if you get splattered you can quickly jump past them and actually go into their half of the, um, the course without them actually knowing and then you can kind of do like a you can you know head back and actually attack them from behind so it's kind of a good kind of counter offense to uh, to that technique but yeah you better hope that you've got some good people on your course if uh, you're playing on those kind of narrow courses because wow they can really destroy you <laughs> and it, it can be very disheartening when you you can't even leave your home base right but there are ways to fight against it so yeah good luck that's about it for today thanks for listening and until next time what do you say again oh that's right yeah stay fresh Uh, we're going to go ahead and move back on to, into our own kind of thunder round of, you know, completely ripped off from Radio for Nintendo, <laughs> our thunder round of feedback from you guys out there. If you want to hit us up, you can do that on Twitter. We are at the Famicast. If you want to hit us up via email, you can hit us up at Famicast at NintendoWorldReport.com. Um, we'll give it our private things later. Uh, so if you want to... Well, okay, that sounds kind of dirty. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, let's just roll with it. So, so we're calling this Life in Japan.
like underground basically we yeah. haven't had life in we haven't had a proper full on life in Japan for a while but we thought we'd ask people to send in their uh, quick and dirty no that sounds wrong uh, <laughs> life in Japan's questions. Yes. Cyrus. James, Cyrus hasn't spoken for a while, so he. Yeah, actually, yeah. Cyrus, do you want to take these first tweets that we got from Mr. Russ Greeno here? I would like nothing more, Danny. Okay. So Russ Greeno from Twitter. I don't know what his Twitter is. <laughs> That's where he lives. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's a city. Look it up. <laughs> so his first question following on from my previous questions many months ago about car swapping parties what unusual <laughs> gatherings have you been to mm. so maybe if, if you remember he talked about um, adult parties where people swap car keys and yes <laughs> and I didn't understand it until it was explained to me, me <laughs> like, oh shit you're just changing cars I mean Fuck, I mean, that's not a big deal as long as you don't wreck the damn thing. <laughs> well, it depends what you're going to do in the car. <laughs> yeah. Then we, I think we decided that they probably don't exist in Japan. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, unusual gatherings. So, I guess, I don't know about you guys, the weirdest thing for me, I went to a quote-unquote international party. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, one, this is before I got married. <laughs> but, uh, I was thinking, like, hey, man, you know, maybe I could meet, like, a nice girl here or something, and da-da-da-da-da. And then I think my friend Josh said, like, no, man, what's going to happen to you? You're going to end up talking to some guy for probably, like, 30 minutes about nothing. And guess what happened? <laughs> <laughs> just talking to some guy. He just came up to me. It was, like, it was like 80% dudes, and it was, just, uh, it was just so boring, and I paid, like, I don't know, 70, 80 bucks to even get in this. Oh god! <laughs> was that like a, an embassy? No, no. This is just like this is fucking some stupid club that it was awful. It was loud. I hated it. I started drinking more because I was like, yeah, I need fucking alcohol. Then it turned into an international dispute uh, party. I was talking to a guy from like Bolivia, and I was like, okay, I need to get the fuck out of here. I'm done. <laughs> Seven thousand yen, well spent. <laughs> Actually, yeah, that that is a good one though. International parties, because um. Like if you're a member of, uh, I mean, most most foreigners, you know, most English-speaking people living in Japan are usually members of like a, a website which uh, gets you private lessons. Um, most people join up for those, and occasionally they'll ask you like, "Hey, we've got a party, you know, do you want to come?" And what they do is they invite every Japanese student and every English teacher, you know, into a, into a room. But I guess all those students missed the damn memo that day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> What usually happens is that'll be like all the teachers are there and like you know three students. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's kind of unusual, isn't it? I mean, it's like I guess they're just trying to encourage like people to speak English in a in a realistic setting, like a party setting. But that's really what actually ends up happening. <laughs> yeah, probably pushes cultures further apart than more than anything. Yes. I've never been to one of these international parties, but kind of in a similar vein where there was uh, someone, like I run an, an adult English class, which I just finished like second. What did you just say? <laughs> adult. Yeah. Okay, adult. no, sorry, I thought I heard something that's... An, an adult video party? I, no, it, <laughs> I, it's too dirty. I won't say it. <laughs> I can't say it. So, 
So Cyrus, Cyrus finished his adult video party and he came yes, to the so podcast. My, yeah. my, my adult video class just finished. Trust me, it was much worse than that. And, uh, and um, so at this class, <laughs> I had like a new student one day and she, she asked me to come to this other international class she was running where so she wanted me to teach like just it, she had this whole curriculum. So she gave me like all the documents. She brought me up to coffee and explained all this like this is what you're supposed to do. Here's the course. This is my company, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, yeah, cool, whatever, I'll volunteer, I'll do this class for you. And so I went off and did all this, like, lesson planning. I was going to be teaching some, like, local people about my home country, all this other stuff. And then I show up on the day and... <laughs> so and, the uh, Ivory Coast. Yeah, <laughs> it was like, I, I, I was going to give, like, Jankem to see which, which country I would be talking about on the day. <laughs> but they, they turned out, like, I was a student in this class where she gave this class entirely in Japanese to, and I, I spoke even less Japanese at this point, where there was like 20 like adult guys, all Japanese guys, and she was supposed to be like sharing intercultural relationship classes. And so I was just sat down at this table with like 20 dudes and uh, we, were, we were having a class on how to interact with the foreigner. Oh, boy. Like, in Japanese? In Japanese, because none of them spoke any English. And That's and how you like foreigners in Japanese only. How to handle foreign people. Yeah. Use, like, use, use gloves and a big stick. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe, and she was fluent in English, but she managed to not tell me any of this at any of the several meetings we had about this class. <laughs> so why she allowed me to think I was going to be teaching this class, I don't know, but... I ended up just being like the token foreigner that everyone studied for a class. <laughs> <laughs> it was a practical joke. You just weren't in on it, man. I, yeah, I'm still waiting for that punchline to be delivered to me. I it's just a, left it's, confusion uh, along with everyone else. It's a tricky thing in Japan. Like, you know, like if somebody's like sparks, like you know, starts a conversation with you, you know, and you think like, oh, they're just being friendly or they want to be your friend, but then, you know. Because of your, because English lessons are expensive and lots of people want to learn English, you know, you can quickly, friendship can turn into just like wanting free English lessons. Right. So yes. you end up having to be like kind of a dick sometimes, like saying, "Well, yeah, so is this an English lesson or are, you, are we hanging out here?" It's kind of like an, it's a it's a difficult line to uh, to balance sometimes, and uh, you know, like sometimes like my wife will like have like her friends over for like a you know, a cup of tea or something, and like, and then the conversation will come to like, oh yeah, I'm interested in uh, learning English, you know. And then, <laughs> Get a good teacher. Yeah, and it's like, oh yeah, so now James is now an English teacher for like, you know, three housewives uh, for no money at all. It's like, well, no, that's not how this works, you know. <laughs> yeah. I usually get paid for doing this kind of stuff. So it's the same, man. I mean, it's. Uh, it's tricky well, sometimes. One of my friends, we're at a bar, and, you know, just, just trying to have fun drinking with your friends or whatever, and people are like, hey, man, can you teach me English? It's like, yeah, here's my rate. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, you, you do feel like a dick sometimes, you know. You don't know if somebody's actually being friendly or if they're just trying to, you know, get free lessons out of you. So <laughs> it happens. That's when you start talking really fast and scare them away from the language. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. How about the next question here, James? From Ru uh, from Russ again. Uh, yeah, 
Another one from Russ, he says, it's a bit personal, but is, I guess, my son, he's talking to me, accepted in society, or is he a social outcast for being half Japanese? <laughs> wow, such strong words. Um, well, the short answer is no. Um, he's, not, he's not a social outcast. I mean, he's only four. Not yet. But <laughs> well, he did buy you, like, a Dr. Mario amiibo. Yeah, so, I mean, he's outcast from his father, so whatever. Yeah. I banished him from the house. No. Um, yeah, I guess... I guess maybe he's like talking about like you know racism or whatever in Japan. We've we've touched on this in in the Famicast before. Um, I guess at four years old, kids haven't developed racism or really haven't been taught racism yet. <laughs> so um, yeah, he just fits in at his nursery school just fine, you know. Um, maybe ask this question again when he's in you know junior high school, high school. I don't know. But from what I've heard, it kind of depends on the area where you live. You know, if you're in a very you know, if you're out in the sticks, you're out, you're out in the boonies, as I, I, I hear Americans call it, um, the boondocks, then maybe, <laughs> no. Stretching too far. <laughs> <laughs> I heard it can be, you know, tricky, you know. Yeah, um, my, my students have beat up your kid, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> what, high school students against a four-year-old? Yeah, you know, yeah. They might be, but they might lose. They might lose, but, you know, they could try um, so yeah, you could. I mean, wouldn't you say that is the same in any like country? Like you know, if there's like, if you're in like an all white neighborhood and like you know an, an African American moves in, you know, right. it's like, wouldn't it be the same thing? You know, I mean, it's, it's uh, like this, like my hometown in America, it's pretty much you know black people, white people, and there's really nothing other than that. You know, maybe some Latino you know folks, whatever. So when my wife went back with me to America for the first time, her first time out of the country, mm-hmm. it was really bizarre for her. People would like stare at her, even like people <laughs> would like come up. Like somebody, at, we were at Walmart, and somebody just came up to my wife and said, "What perfume are you wearing? It smells so good." And my wife's like, "Shampoo, you know, water." I've heard of it. That was like a, like some homeless guy, you know, drenched in his own piss. <laughs> How horrifying! You know, but I, you know, for for my wife, I thought it was a good experience just to show her. That was a good experience. Your own piss. Yeah. Talk to that homeless guy, honey. Yeah, talk to this guy. Good experience. It's totally fine. <laughs> oh God, I'll just I'll just shut up. <laughs> so yeah. Um. Yeah, in general, I'd say Japan is, you know, getting more accepted, uh, you know, accepting of people from other countries. I mean, but yeah, it, it. I would say in central Tokyo, it's a lot better. I mean, people don't even bat an eyelid, you know. There's like, and there's a there's a place where I work in Tokyo, and it's like there's almost more foreigners than Japanese people. You know, it's like, you know, it all depends on where the, where you live. Yeah, I'm I'm but, way um, out in the sticks, and like I still get head turns whenever I walk past. Cause like, oh my god, the foreigner in the in the sticks. So right. it really does vary massively between how close you are to the city. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I guess the next one's for you, Danny. Uh... Number three. Number three from <laughs> Russ. Russ, Russ sent yeah. three, by the way. <laughs> how easy is it to find fake goods everywhere in street, everywhere in street markets like China? Or does at Danny Biv have to go underground? Well, I'll tell you, I have to go underground when I want to get my shit. <laughs> I can't tell you what it's like to try to get this stuff, you know, yeah, legally, your body pillows, whatnot. Well, I don't even know what you said there. 
Yeah. Right. Danny's no. Danny's goods. Fake or real? My goods. All my amiibo are fake. <laughs> yeah. Fraudulent. I still pay double price for them though. <laughs> okay, I don't know about you guys, but I have pretty much never seen like uh, bootleg goods. I think the closest I got was like you know the what was it called the N4 card for the DS like the yeah um, the I got one card. too. Uh, no, I, I, I no, it's R four, isn't it? No, I didn't. Buy, I didn't buy one. But like in Akihabara, I saw there was a shop advertising those, and I think this was just before the um, the lawsuit <laughs> uh, came yeah. from. And they were they were just blatantly selling it, like in this, like you know, well, it was a kind of a back alley. Uh, yeah, store. I think I know the exact shop you're talking about because yeah, it's I actually quite mine there. It's quite near to Super Potato, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly yeah. The one you're and like yeah. maybe like a week after the lawsuit, I went back to the same shop. None, none there. <laughs> they were gone. So yeah, I'd say I'd say those kind of things are clamped down on pretty hard in Japan. I mean, right? Yeah. I know when you're like, if you go to uh, Harajuku, you know that that Omotesando, the the really famous street in Harajuku, mm-hmm. you'll right. you'll often get some people like asking you, hey, do you want to come down and see my my discount goods store around the corner? <laughs> or hey, man, want some weed? <laughs> and, uh, that's that's the closest I've ever seen. It's not like anime goods or whatever. It's like purses and stuff. The usual fake on the street stuff that you find. Yeah. You, I, usually, like, I mean, what would you call them? Like copycat copycat models of stuff. Like, um, I remember like seeing in this magazine there was like a Dyson vacuum cleaner. Uh-huh. Looks exactly like a Dyson, but it was it was made by a Japanese manufacturer. Tyson. Mike Tyson. <laughs> yeah, Mike Tyson's vacuum cleaner. <laughs> yes. And it, and and it was like... In America, it was actually called the, the M. Bison. <laughs> no, no, it's called the Vega in Japan. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and it was like 5,000 yen. It was like, you know, a ridiculously much cheaper than a, an actual Dyson. And uh, I thought that was kind of odd. Um, so it's it's more like legitimate copycats <laughs> than, yeah, you know... I mean, in China, it would be called a bison, wouldn't it? And B B Y S O N, and it would be like you know, the same price or whatever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I mean, yeah, typically, I, I I I'm not even in Tokyo very often, to be perfectly honest with you guys, mm-hmm. except for when I see a slot a a, a shit a shop. Yes, a shop that literally says slut on the outside in the clothing <laughs> store. But whatever. <laughs> Aside from that, I mean, <laughs> yeah, that, that's what. Was that, my, was that Ty? Was that Ty? Was that me? I forgot. That was me. Oh, that was you. <laughs> yeah. I was in this place called Koenji in Tokyo with my wife, and we just came across this store, like literally painted on the outside wall. It just said slut. <laughs> it probably, they probably meant something else, but then it said slut, like use clothes. <laughs> it's like, what? I hope you got a picture. Oh, of course, it's on Twitter. So. Hi. <laughs> anyway, Sluts R Us right next door, totally different mm-hmm. shop. Yes, that was that's where I was. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you were looking for. That's that's what I that's what I am. Uh, Good. Anyway, moving on here. So, so the answer is uh, no. There are not street markets full of uh, rip-off goods. Yeah, no, which is, I mean, for God's sake, you can't even rent games in Japan because they're so concerned about piracy. Concerned because you can't cons- copy those. 
yeah, because you can't, yeah, you can't copy games, uh, but you definitely you can't copy CDs, right, or books. Yeah, of course not. It's too hard. Um. So I guess it's me next. Uh, Gran Borismo, sixty-four mm-hmm. says, "Hey Danny, you never told us about how you got your driving license in Japan. How did you do it?" Yeah. So it's. Okay, so if you're an American, <laughs> it's kind of a long type of an answer, but I'll try to keep it short. But if you're an American and you're here in, and here in Japan, you want to drive, as long as you basically have a valid license that you've had for over three months, you can do it. Uh, you have to go to a driving center that's actually in your prefecture or whatnot and uh, pass a test. Um, this usually consists of taking a <laughs> ten question, at least in Saitama, it was a ten question, multiple choice. I'm sorry, true or false quiz, where it was like, hey, you know, do you put on your seatbelt when you drive? Yes, I maybe, I think so, you know. Was, was that in English? Yes, and it's in English. They usually have multiple, like, there's, like, Chinese, English, oh, uh, okay. yeah, German, everything but, like, French, it seemed like. It was really kind of bizarre. Not in What's that? Not in Yamanashi, I can tell you that. Okay, must just be a sign to my thing. But, um, <laughs> Then after that, you have to take a practical test, like at at the you know the driving center in your prefecture, and uh, uh, as long as you can pass that, then you're street legal to drive in Japan. And uh, I mean, I know for me street myself, legal. yeah. Oh, I mean for me myself, my the first time I took it, it was three days after I was just in America, so <laughs> I I failed because I accidentally turned into the wrong lane and started driving like because the, the time difference, so you thought it was nighttime, so you put your headlights on. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. It's three in the afternoon, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, and then you know, I I ended up taking. There's in in the town I live in right now. There's actually like a driving course where I I practiced on. I had to pay a ridiculous amount of money for two times to practice, like a hundred dollars. And um, but it got me used to driving. You know, kind of on the road because I mean, I could talk a lot about it, about this. But basically, when you're driving in Japan, like I mean, obviously the roads are a lot more narrow than what you're used to in America. I can't really speak for Europe. I've never driven over there. So, but um, you just kind of got to be aware of like people driving on bicycles and motorcycles and stuff because they'll just come up right beside you if you're not paying any attention. You can just like literally kill them. So, <laughs> <laughs> What's it like? What's it like driving in Japan with those crazy narrow roads? Uh, it can be kind of scary. I was um, driving to Costco the other day with my wife on this road that I had never taken before and I'd never even seen her take before either. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was, I guess I was getting really, because you know, obviously in America too, we're driving on the right side of the road as opposed to the left, but I was getting really close to the left side and my wife was kind of freaking out a little bit and that like freaked me out in turn too. <laughs> so like, well, she just started screaming, no! She was like, haven't I? You know, like, hey, dude, like, dude, watch out, you know, you're getting way too close to the side. Oh, shit, you know. Danny Bivens, license holder. <laughs> you value your life, get the fuck off the streets. Legal, legally allowed to drive in Japan. Brilliant. Luck up your kids. I did actually through a stoplight. <laughs> in America, red means go. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. So Good. Yes. Okay. I guess it's Ty's turn next. Yeah. Oh, yes. I've been waiting for this one. Ty, so I'll, I'll go ahead and read this. So what's the deal with Japanese people adding oh. W to things? Does it mean winning? What's the deal? What's the deal with Japanese people? Yeah. <laughs> it means law. 
<laughs> oh, that's true. Well, that's true. WWW means uh, like. Right, right, right. Well, like, is it what what right? Laughing. Yeah. That's right. Because the first letter of warao, which is to laugh, is W in English. That's right. So when you're watching Nico Nico or whatever, this whole row of W sails by, that means lol. So, but Ty, I think this person is asking, like, W, adding W to things, like, uh, for example, W burger. Yeah, I, I think what this guy, he's actually, he follows the Sega Twitter page. Because this week, <laughs> they uh, they put up a tweet saying, did you know that the W in Fantasy Zone 2W stands for double? Learn more about the origin of the game here. Yes. It's one of the most annoying things uh, in Japan for me. Uh, it just fucking pisses me off. Because it's like, it'll say W chance. But that means double chance. Like, you have two chances. Yeah. It's like, no, it's not It's not double, it's W. That's a yeah. totally different word. You so at any like, random like, restaurant or whatever, you might see a, like, a portion of like, katsudon or something, or pork curry, and it'll just have like, a regular size with a V on it, which means single portion, and then beside it you'll see the same curry dish with a W, which is like double portion. Beautiful, and then W. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here's, here's a quote from uh, Wikipedia. Um... For example, double, W Dato means mm -hmm. double date, and WW Burger mean, doesn't mean World War Burger. <laughs> um, it, in from Freshness Burger, which is a popular burger chain in Japan, means double beef and double cheese because that's the you know there's two W's there. WW Burger. Yeah, it, puss, it pisses me right off. Yep. Because <laughs> it's so hard to to undo that when you're teaching English because like like I remember like um like talking to this like Japanese teacher and they were like and I and I was like I was telling I was dictating something for her to write down on the on the board and I said like and I said something like um uh, write this sentence I was like double I can't remember what I said now there's it wasn't double date because that would be awkward in an English lesson but anyway I said <laughs> I said can you write double on the blackboard and she wrote W, and I was like, not not W, double the word double, and she she just didn't get it. I was like, double D O U B L E for fuck's sake! I threw the, threw the chalk. trouble. I threw the chalk on the blackboard, yeah, and it yeah, fell off, that's killed actually her. Actually, a fair point that I hadn't really thought of. That, yeah, this kind of like language appropriation really creeps into Japanese a lot. And undoing it in in high school or any level of school is very annoying. Yeah, if if Japanese people could spell double without any problem, that would be fine. But they can't, <laughs> so that's really really annoying to fix as an English teacher. Wrecked. <laughs> yes. Wrecked also begins with a W, so it means du double wrecked. You're on the internet. There is no W in wrecked. There's right. two Ks. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. So I guess you know we had a few other little bits of feedback here too. Um, you know, from the between the previous episode and right now, I'll go ahead and just kind of read through this here real quick. Uh, it's getting pretty late here. Um, this one's from Rich, and uh, talking about the you know last episode we we're talking about the Ace Attorney movies, and he's saying like, hey, you know, 
he said like, hey, yo, the Gyakuten Saiban movie is the <laughs> legit, is legit the best video game movie ever. Uh, thank you for that, Rich. Um, appreciate that. It, it was, he makes a compelling case. <laughs> well said. Unfortunately, yes. I have not had a chance to test out this movie for myself yet. Yo, watch it and like pay attention to the set. Pay attention to the sets and costumes. They're amazing. I I might submit uh, Dead or Alive for best video game movie. Man, the the part where Holly Atwell, I think, where she fights like while getting dressed, is actually legitimately entertaining. Yo, they they accidentally made a good movie. Yeah, like like what I was saying about Armika, they should have embraced her butt, like just gone full butt in that game. DOA does that, where it's like we're making a ridiculous movie. Let's fucking do this. <laughs> and funny God, they made a ridiculous movie. Please enjoy that movie as well. Yes. Please, yeah. please tweet us your reviews. Yes. <laughs> And then uh, moving on from there, Luca, a.k.a. at Tyrion3 on Twitter. A uh, long time. Uh, basically, he's been on every live uh, telethon that we've ever had. He's a great guy. And uh, he's just kind of a comment for Jane. said, hey, I enjoy this Splatoon update more because I don't have the Mario Maker. <laughs> because I don't have Mario Maker. Uh, you know, good segments, though. I'm just kind of tweeting with James. Um, so, James, good job. You're welcome, Wednesday. <laughs> and then another one from Russ Greeno, uh, talking. He last time he talked about peanut butter and jelly. This asking us a question about that, and he said, "Hey, I'm a fan of peanut butter and peanut butter and jam sandwiches, as well as chip buddies." Hey, buddies. Um, what the fuck are chip buddies? Oh, uh, we talked about this last time. Did you already forget, man? I did forget. What the hell are chip buddies? French fry Fra- sandwiches. Fresh sandwich. <laughs> it, maybe it didn't jump out at, at me until I saw the the spelling, but it definitely contains the word butt. <laughs> That's very true. That's so, then from the talkback thread, from Toffatant123, this is again for James. He said, Hey, really enjoyed the JC Presents Super Mario Super Splat Party Hour. But I'm not sure about the long term viability of the segment, although the editing is consistently great. That's true. Thanks for me, or thanks to James. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I felt that this week it was ex- especially on point, and I appreciate the hard work that goes into it. Yeah. So, cool. Y'all welcome Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I so. hope you enjoyed the one in this episode, which I haven't actually recorded as yet. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay, well, uh, I think that's pretty much going to do it for the show this week. Uh, so before we go, we're going to go ahead and give you guys our Twitter handles and all that stuff. So if you want to follow, again, the Famicast, I like to mention this multiple times on the show, uh, <laughs> you can follow us at the Famicast on Twitter. You can see it below here on the video as well. Uh, if you want to follow me on Twitter, I'm Danny Bivens. You can follow me at Danny Biv, D-A-N-N-Y-B-I-V. Also, there was a question about music and stuff that we use in the audio version of the show. 
Um, if you ever if you ever have any questions about specific tracks or anything like that, hit me up and I can let you know what we have put in there. So, James, how about you, man? Man, Danny Bibbs just doesn't tweet, does he? He does not. He's been dead since 2014. <sighs> Hope he's all right. I do too. Um, yes, uh, you can follow me at Family Complicated. Uh, it's also my YouTube channel, so uh, if mm -hmm. you want to see some videos on there, go, please understand. And um, what else? I haven't really tweeted anything. Well, I just tweeted a picture of my son's bento, his lunchbox, that my oh, I wife. That was your bento. Now I'm disappointed. No, I wish. <laughs> I wish. I just get a bog standard, uh, boring bento. But yeah, my son got a cool Mario-themed lunchbox that my wife made out of cheese and uh, carrot. You should tell your wife to do that for you too. Come on, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. I'll get on that. Okay. So, yeah. Cool. Thank you All for right. watching and listening. All right. And Cyrus, how about you, man? So, you can catch me at Cellsci on Twitter, where I retweet a bunch of stuff and make snarky comments with the rest of my time. Cool. Cool. And uh, Ty, how about you, buddy? Oh, yeah. My Twitter is super cat drugs. Mm -hmm. Uh... I tweet my odd thoughts, and uh, I I've been retweeting a lot of scrub quotes lately. Mm -hmm. uh, it's good stuff. Exactly. What a time to be alive! Yeah, Man, these people really come out of the woodwork when a brand new Street Fighter game comes out, which is not that often. <laughs> yeah, sounds great. Throw should be banned from the game. Christ. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's going to go ahead and do it for this episode of the Famicast. Thank you guys so much for listening on YouTube. Uh, thank you guys for listening on the podcast feed. Uh, we'll be back next month with a new episode. So take care, and we'll catch you next time. See ya. Peace out. Peace out.